my shorts. Tangled up again. Welcome. Becoming a habit. I know. How's that sound? Does it sound alright today? Sounds a bit soft. Maybe you've got to turn the music down a little bit. Oh, there we go. That's better. Hey. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. This is, of course, episode 47. Four and seven. 47. Bingo call. How is that? What's that? That's stupid, that is the it? worst. That's terrible. That is the worst yeah, I've ever heard. Four and yeah. seven. What? Four and seven. Forty-seven. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything else. What could? What could they have done? Going to heaven. Forty-seven. There you go. That's all the old better. people that play it. Huh? That's all old people. Well, play you're the it, one so. making the bingo jokes, so well, yeah. you'd know. <laughs> um, it is, of course, episode number forty-seven. As we said, uh, the podcast. Uh, you can join us every single Monday on the podcast that goes out on all the major podcasting platforms which includes uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible. The visual element goes out on YouTube the very same day. But if you're a patron supporter, you can get your two-day early access on the Saturday. You just got to head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under for your early access. You get all the good stuff for as little as a dollar a month. Cheap, 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 cheap. Oh my gosh. A really cheap. Really cheap, yeah. You can give me a hundred if you want. Makes it a little less cheap, but, yeah, but you'd you be know, helping us out. <laughs> I'll pay for this fucking thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right. Now you can find uh, that the videos are now on a new channel. Uh, well, it's not new anymore. It's been around for a little while, but they're on a separate channel. If you're watching it, you're there already. Just hit the subscribe button. Watch the video for as long as you can, because we're going to get all those stats up. We're nearly there. You're going to get the stats up. Almost there. Almost there. Once we get those stats up, we can start making a little bit of... Monetization. A thousand hours or something? I don't know. I haven't checked. It's probably something like that. <laughs> um, of course, you can find me on, on the main YouTube channel, which is just Dave Lee Down Under. You can head over to Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox. I'm on all of them. Still going to set you a Letterbox. All up. of them. All of them. Ooh, Links down geez. the bottom of every podcast, whether you're listening on the audio, you're, listening to the, you're watching the video, they're right there. And how many am I on? You're on zero. Well, you're. I think you're on all of them, but you do nothing with any of them. Oh, no. I think I've got accounts, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. Um, if you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email at davelepod at gmail.com. More and more people emailing every week, which is great. That's good. Um, Finally getting to know what it is, where it is. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. We haven't had... Only good ratings, though. Good ones. We haven't had one for a while. Not, we haven't had a good rating for our, we just haven't, haven't had, had a rating any rating. Just get on there. Yeah, get on. Spam it. Spam it this week. That's your task. Spam the ratings. Whether you just want to give it a star rating or you want to actually write something nice, we love it. We appreciate it. You're the best. And if you write something nice, we might even read it out. We might do. If you write something bad, we might hunt you down. I'll probably still read it out as well. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> if you write something bad, just make sure it's a good. Rating. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> five stars. This show is shit, but just do the courtesy of like five, five stars. stars. Yeah, exactly. That'd be nice. Of course, I'm joined once again by old mate Rick. The old here boy. Every week. Yep. Joining the show. And um, Nothing better to do. No, oh, no. It could be 
up the back there sleeping or something. Yeah, I guess. Well, we are still in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So there's not much. And it's going to go on and on and on. Well, we're supposed to be out by the 6th. <laughs> Dream on. <laughs> Buttercup. I keep getting invited. The second, to, actually. Oh, the second, yeah. Yeah, next Thursday. I keep getting invited to things this like, Thursday. oh, we're going to do this on the 3rd or we're going to do this on the 6th. I'm thinking uh, there's uh, no way that's happening. Well, we're supposed to be no doing way. something tonight. We're supposed to be going out tonight. Were we? Yeah. What was tonight? It was um, it was a Fantasia or whatever it was. Oh, was that tonight? Yeah, oh, that was tonight. No. Oh, I haven't told this story on the podcast. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had that Fantasia performance by the uh, MS at the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra at the Arts Centre that we're going to do it. Man, I'm destined to not see this. Yeah, exactly right. First time they brought it out was like 2011, maybe 2012. When they first did it here in Melbourne, the, it, essentially one of those things where they play the movie um, in a big concert hall on a big screen and then I have an orchestra play the, the soundtrack. Yep. I've done one of them in the past. I saw Amadeus at the, at the uh, Royal Albert in yeah. London. Oh, gorgeous. It was amazing. Um, but they do them here in Melbourne quite often. Um, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra does it. It's our biggest, most um, revered orchestra in uh in the state, anyway, yeah, um, one of the greatest in the country, um, and they did it. They did this back in 2011, 2012. This, is of course, Walt Disney's Fantasia, yep. Um, and they're gonna, you know, they play the film, and then the orchestra plays the soundtrack, which is all just like classical music. Um, and we missed it. Oh, I missed it because we were overseas at the time. Oh, that's right. Because when we were over in America. That's right, I remember that. Oh, no, I'm going to miss Fantasia. This sucks. So now they've announced that they were going to do it again last year. Mm -hmm. Finally, they're doing it again. I can go and see it. So we bought tickets and um, then, of course, fucking coronavirus happened. And sorry, we've postponed it. This is the new date. Like, oh, no, that sucks. And this is when we were thinking, oh, coronavirus will be over in like a month, three weeks, a month. It will be fine. We'll get rid of this thing. And then obviously it just kept going on and on. And they were like, oh, yeah, shit, we have to postpone this again. So they we postponed it. For six months. They postponed <laughs> it for like, for like six months down the line. And then I can't remember if they postponed it again. I think they postponed it again and we were like, no, nah, just cancel it because who fucking knows? Because yeah, right. they pushed it to this year, yeah. early this year. That's right, because they pushed it from like mid last year to the end of last year and then they pushed it into this year to like yep. June, August and we were like, fuck it, cancel the tickets, get the money back, don't know what the world's going to be like then. Uh, um, and then everything started to look good. You know, we came out of yep. lockdown here in Melbourne, we were out of lockdown for a couple of months, life had gone back to normal and we're like, you know, let's just buy the tickets again to this thing. It's going to be great. We can go comfortable enough to go. You know, we're open, life's back to normal, and then fucking bang, lockdown again, <laughs> like three weeks after or like maybe a month after we bought the tickets. And um, did they postpone it again? Or no, uh, they've just postponed no, 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 it no. once more after yeah. that. So they postponed it um, last week when we went back down into lockdown. They're like, yeah, yeah. postponed uh, no date put to it yet. The crazy thing was the the when because we we got the money back on the original tickets, yeah, and then we rebought them, but they were almost like double the price, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, had we kept the original oh, ones? Yeah. Oh no, because we bought because we bought tickets because when I first bought them, I think the tickets had been out for a while. And the only tickets I could get was closer to the oh, okay, to the yeah. stage, yep. but they were the cheapy tickets. They were like. Um, 
like B Reserve or something. Right, like, okay. That'd be fine down there. And then when we went back to buy the second lot, those all the cheapy ones had sold out. Right. So we were forced to buy ones up the top, like the near the front, circle. which were like uh, like $100, $150 or something yeah. compared to <laughs> like maybe 50 60 bucks paid for the other ones. Yeah, so we ended up paying like three yeah. times more, uh, but better seats. But um, Which we probably would have bought in the, originally anyway. Oh, yeah, if they were available yeah. at the time. So, yeah, so we're just sitting waiting to see what the fuck's going to happen with this Fantasia, if it happens. Oh, man. Well, it's probably going to happen, like, December, and you might be able to I'm travel. Oh, well, yeah, I might be overseas. That's what know. I mean. I'm destined <laughs> to not see this thing, which just sucks. I'm just – I want to see it. It's my favourite film. I love the soundtrack, the score, the music that's used. Ah, oh, I just want to see it. and it just be amazing. I did get to see the Symphony Orchestra earlier in the year, though. When I did that, um, uh, when Disney la- uh, launched uh, Disney Plus Star, and I did that little event, went to the little event for them. They dragged the symphony orchestra out for like two tracks. They come yeah. out, played a couple of songs, and then left. It was like, I can't remember. <laughs> it was like a medley of, um, of film themes. Of like the, all the new movies that were being put onto the thing. Oh, they played the Family Guy theme song. Oh, yeah, gosh. so random. Uh, so at least I get to, I got to see them a little bit, but um, no. Funny. Waiting for I wonder if they would have bloody charged for that. Just come out a couple of tracks Ooh. and then fuck off. It was a smaller version. There was there there was only um, a few play. It wasn't the yeah, entire yeah. orchestra. It was uh, <coughs> it was like yeah. God. They probably charge <laughs> probably charge per well obviously it would charge per person that's there. Yeah. Well, they could, have vol- they could have volunteered. They could have. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I uh, wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, yeah, we're in lockdown and not much is going on. No, no. Well, cases aren't out of control totally at the moment. Well, not so. here. Not in Melbourne. No, in New South. You said New South yesterday. I didn't say today. Have well, you said today? Well. Thursday. Yeah. Well, it's Friday. Let's check. Fr- have you seen Yesterday that? was 1,027 yeah. or something. Yeah, and they had like a lower day the day before that. Which is they? which is small in comparison to, you know, like UK and the US and places yeah. like that. But it's bad for, for us, that's, uh, that's huge. I don't think they've published uh, today's, today's No, they probably haven't. Which is pretty, pretty concerning when they haven't announced it's the usually, numbers. Well, it's usually about 11 o'clock, 11, 11.30. I see it by 8 a.m. On, on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always on Twitter, well, actually. It's usually quite early. In the morning they announce the numbers and then they do the press conference and they do it officially. Well, I, I, read, I read an article earlier today, earlier this morning that was talking about the... Oh, yeah, 11, 11.01 a.m. yesterday they announced it, so yeah. a few minutes before we have to tell um, you. <laughs> uh, they... Because we record on a Friday. Mm. This is a Friday Friday we're recording. Yeah. Um, that they're talking about um, opening schools up up there. Yeah, mad. Oh, fucking how <laughs> stupid's that? She's talking, oh, yeah. don't worry about the amount of cases. We're getting vaccinated. Yeah, yeah but people who have been vaccinated are still dying. Mm. The three guys that, that, that passed away, I think, on Wednesday, they were all vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, Crazy. Hell. It's mad, isn't Just it? Just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean to say you're not going to get it. Mm. Exactly right. And if you've got underlying issues... Well, that's Good what they, well, they had Dan Andrews, who's our the premier of our state. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm a vaxxer. I, I yeah, get my yeah. second dose next week. Yeah, you know, and I think it's your best way out of this thing. Is I get my first in two weeks, just under two weeks. Yeah, yeah, woohoo! Yeah, finally, well, finally opened it up to your age group. I know. 
Uh, but that we had Dan Andrews, our premier, the premier of Victoria, come out yesterday, and they were ask. They were like. The, some of the press that come to these things, they're oh, stupid. Man. They're lambasting him woman. because because oh, he's um, they're absolutely lambasting him because uh, we're not going to have the grand final here. And they're saying, why can't you just open up? Why can't you just open it up to people who are vaccinated? Everyone who's vaccinated can just go to this thing. He's like, you don't understand. No, that's goes, right. Just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get it and you can't pass it on. That's right. And he says you've got to think about all the other people that you come into contact to, uh, with on the way to the game, mm. on the trains, uh, at the train station. In the uh, grandstand. You know, yeah, exactly. Sort of shit. Standing, getting like, there's no the way. And they're like, well, what can you have? No. Idiots. Anyway. <sighs> I just don't get it. Don't so get anyway, it. Um, yeah, 11 a.m. they did yesterday. They announced it. Uh, so 10 minutes we can t- we can tell you. Jesus, Hopefully. scary. Oh, but yeah, so we're getting on. We're getting on. The uh, post, the postal system's fucked up again. Of course, oh yeah, as happens. <clears throat> I'm waiting on a parcel from the states. One of our um, our, our followers, yep. uh, Derek, long time, long time follower, great guy. Uh, he, um, uh, I, I, he's been getting me the Disney Movie Club oh, discs yeah, yeah, yeah. since they've sort of started doing them again. Yeah, um, and he got me the last batch of them that I sort of missed out on as well. Uh, and he's he sent me a new bunch of stuff. I of course pay him for him. So I sent him the money, and he sent the the parcel, and it sat in Chicago airport for like three or four weeks, and then finally moved, and then it got to Abu Dhabi, which was the stop off. I got to Sydney, and then it left Sydney, and it was like on the way to the destination. And like a week later, I'm thinking it's taking a while to get here, and then the next update I get is back in Chicago, back at the back <laughs> at the um, the airport. Like for the what do they call it transfer department on the way to destination? What the hell? So in touch with Ozpost. I'm like, what's going on? Because he's obviously shipped it through USPS, and then Ozpost picks it up on this end. The last tracking update I had on Ozpost was when it left Chicago, so it didn't have any of this middle stuff. I said, well, what's going on? And they're like, oh well, we see that it hasn't actually come into the country. What they've probably they have predictive tracking where they predict when it should be there, and then it logs it, and then uh, it probably has never even come into Australia because it's never even logged with um, with customs. Um, and I've looked it up online. Apparently, it's this bullshit excuse that they allegedly bullshit excuse that they've given to a lot of people where the parcel might arrive the next day. Or you know, it's just like yeah. almost like a thing that they say to just be like, "Oh, just it's it's their problem. Make it their problem." So Derek went to USPS and was like, uh, "What's going on?" They're like, "We don't know. Like, we can't tell you why it's come back, and we can't tell you whether it's going to go back to Australia or whether it's going to be re-delivered to you." And apparently, they said to him, "Well, if you wanted more assistance on this, you could have got a higher shipping rate, or you know, that you should have got the better shipping option." Fuck them. God. <laughs> But it had tracking shit on it anyway. Yeah. So what else do you need? What's exactly a, right. It's a better option, playing three times the amount for Express or something. Yeah, so stupid. What a joke. Anyway, so we'll see what, what happens with that one. Might might rock up tomorrow. Or it might fucking go back around the world again and land back here. I well, get- it's, not, it's not unusual for shit to, come, to land no. in Melbourne and then finish up in Brisbane and then go to Adelaide and then Sydney mm. and then back to Melbourne, yeah. then back to Sydney, then back to Melbourne well, and get delivered. Well, I was speaking to someone because um, one of the discs that I got Derek to get for me, um, I've got for someone else. Um, and I said to him, shit, I'm like, the parcels wound up back in USA and what's going on. And he said, oh, he'd ordered something from America one time that went back and forth three times. 
before he actually got it. He like ordered like a bunch of steel books or something. They just kept going back and forth. And he finally had like the third or fourth. Yeah. Nuts. Oh, what the hell was well, going we've, on? Had, we've had stuff go from here to come into Melbourne and then go mm. up to Brisbane yeah. or Sydney. Mm. Or they come into Sydney, come to Melbourne, gone back to Sydney, and yeah. then over Adelaide, and then back to Melbourne. Yeah. Nuts. And apparently, it's because they've they haven't got the the staff to um to to sort it all. Mm. So they send it to a just bundle it all up and throw it up to Sydney and get them yeah. to sort it. Yeah. And they haven't got time, so they send it to Adelaide <laughs> and get them to sort it. Yeah, nuts. But they've but they've they I think they announced early in the week they were looking to employ something like another I think it was five thousand staff or something mm. because because there's so many. Parcels and stuff that unsorted, they got to sort out. Yeah, so crazy. Get your act together. Now, you only do so much, I suppose. But yeah, yeah it's it's nuts. It's nuts at the I moment. Mean, you know, most stuff's been bought online and stuff now, so you can imagine. Yeah, exactly. You can imagine the amount of so much parcels stuff. and stuff coming through now. Like yeah. it's just insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Anyhow, um, time for our first. Jingle of the day. What a picture. Good picture. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> it's what we've been watching this week. Uh, catalog titles this week. I got through a couple more from uh, the imprint range. I've been working my way through all these ones that have been sent in. Again, just a bunch of random horror movies. Not great, whatever. But I watched one yesterday called Haunted. This is one from like 1995, maybe like mid-90s. Um, and it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy that's in it and, uh, it has, and I've even forgotten the name of, uh, the girl who's in it too, who's uh, very well known. <laughs> Let me just pull it up again. It's a good movie though. I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought. This is one that's, when you type it in on IMDb, it's, can you imagine how many movies are called Haunted? Yeah. Here it is right there. <laughs> um, geez, so many of them. Um. Of course, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, this is like her first movie, I think. She was like 21 or something in it. Very young. Um, I was fantastic. The synopsis, a sceptical professor visits a remote British estate to debunk allegations of psychic phenomena, but soon finds himself haunted by a ghost from his own past. Ooh, it's quite good. I liked it. I'd never heard of it, but it's one they brought out under the imprint range. The great thing about the, these imprint discs is that uh, they introduce you to some stuff you may have never heard of um, or additionally bring out a bunch of stuff that I've been waiting for for ages. As good as it gets, they're finally releasing Oh, really? Month. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, but, yeah, this was quite good. The guy in it was Aidan Quinn, who I feel like I recognise, oh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, no, couldn't, Quinn. I couldn't tell you yep. what else he was in. Um, oh, he's done a lot of TV and stuff oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Practical Magic, which I never watched. Legends of the Fall. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of television stuff. Yeah, no, no, I know his face. Oh, I know him as an older guy as well. But anyway, yeah, it was quite uh, it was quite good. Not really a horror movie, more like a, a bit of a thriller. Yep. Very predictable. I predicted the twists like pretty much at the start of it. But it was enjoyable. That's why they, didn't, that's why they couldn't attract an A-grader. Probably, yeah. It's pretty, like, run-of-the-mill, but I enjoyed yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I thought it was, it's very dated. It's one of those really, like, the special effects are really yeah, very yeah. primitive. And Well, even, even like, Legends of the Fall that he, yeah. that he was in, that you, you look at that now and it's pretty dated. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever watched it, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, no. If you have a look Brad at it, Pitt. you'll you'll see what I'm saying. Yeah. It looks like it was something made in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I don't know what Early it was 90s. made, but, you know. Legends of the Fall would have been mid-90s as well. Surely. Let's have a look. Legends coming up, 94. So it was just yeah. before that one, actually. Yeah, there you go. 
Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. I had fun with that one. Uh, and then, oh, we watched last weekend The Gauntlet. Oh, what a good uh, film. Clint Eastwood, so good. Yeah, it's a great film. I don't think I'd ever really watched it. I hadn't, no. Um, I think I'd seen seen you know parts of it, mm. but I don't think I'd ever sat and really watched the whole thing. Mm. But yeah, really, really good film. Oh, really enjoyed that. Really good. Love my Clint Eastwood. Because I was never really an Eastwood fan when I was younger. Mm. Oh, right. A lot of his stuff I just thought was, nah, and it was just all all the same, and it was mm. just, but no, nah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so good. These movies are, are yeah. amazing. I've watched most of them, most of them. I've seen all the big ones. Last year I went through like a huge binge where I watched like all the Dirty Harry ones for the first time. Mm. I've been watching, because we bought all of them on DVD, remember years ago, yeah, like yeah, heaps yeah, of yeah, Clint yeah. Eastwood, and when I was a kid I watched heaps of them, yeah. and then they started bringing them out on Blu-ray and bought more of them. Was, and didn't just like a box set thing? Well, you know, we didn't. They released a massive box set, yeah. But we didn't buy the box set. Remember when Easy DVD closed oh, down, okay. and they yeah, gave away like yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of they gave away a bunch of merch and all the old like original. St- they weren't steelbooks. St- they were um, uh, metal packs. Yeah, just just like a little metal case. You'd like lift yep. the lid off and put the disc in and put the lid back on, yep. so it wasn't connected. Uh, but yeah, they had like there was this massive. Clean Eastwood box, like a leather-bound, faux leather-bound box right. on a plastic thing. Really expensive box set for the time. And we bought most of the discs that were in the box. Right. So they just, I don't know whether we paid for the box or whether it was just gave away for free, but we wound up with the box. And if we paid for it, it would have been like $5 or a couple of bucks or something. Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't have been much. Um, they, they had a big tub. Like at the front, posters, right, yeah. all the merchandise, like exclusive merch that would have yeah. gone out with discs that just never moved and they would just put it all in the tub and you go and pick away. So, yeah, we went up with this massive Clint Eastwood box and then sort of mm. made like a faux box. Set yeah, that's it. right. So, yeah, we had all the older movies. I had a lot of his movies and I watched a lot of them as I like, guess growing up. Um, but they, so he's, he's done so many films that over the years I've still been just going back every few years and just watching a few more that I haven't watched. Last year I watched like maybe six or seven of his movies and I was like, that's enough. I've still got like six or seven out there that I haven't watched yet. Mm. And I was like, last year I was going to get through them. I was like, no, no, I'll leave them off. So I think now I'm back. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'm going to finish them now. Uh, the Gauntlet, I don't know why I never watched this one. It was awesome. Mm. So good. It's one of, one, of his, one of his real good ones. One like of his one. best. Yeah, yeah. So I've still got to watch um, Kelly's Heroes I've never watched. Oh, really? Yeah, never I've watched it before. I've seen it on Tally. Um and uh that is another war one that he did. Um Eagle the Eagle Eagle's Land. Eagle's Land is that is that the Clint Eastwood one? I think so. I'm not sure. Eagle. It's funny we're talking about Eastwood because I, I stumbled across I was flicking through the no, Fox Eagle Cell had, and Eagle has landed as Michael Caine. Um and stumbled across uh what was it called? Rawhide and he was oh, yeah. he was in Rawhide and I forgot all about that and he must have only been God, he'd only have been early 20s probably yeah. in that, early to mid-20s, Series. Oh, maybe. What's that text message? Oh, oh. I thought it was from, it said UAP, I thought it was U, USPS. Oh, no, it's UAP, God. the, uh, what is it, the uh, United Australia Party? Oh, God. You can never trust the Liberals, Labor or Greens again. Authorised <laughs> by Craig <laughs> Kelly. That's, li- that's literally it. That is it. You can never trust the Liberals, Labor or Greens again. Authorised by Craig Kelly, United Australia Party. Click on this link. Fuck off. No, nah, I don't think so. Fuck <laughs> off. Don't click on the link. Deleted. Gone. Anyway, so yeah, I can't remember what the other one is, but there's a couple of like um, of the war movies that he did that I haven't watched yet. 
Um, and then I've got like a, a box of his like earlier drama films, like Breezy, uh, Play Misty for Me, The Beguiled. I haven't watched yet, so I'm excited to. You haven't seen Play Misty for Me? No, it's a good film. Yeah, it looks good. So mm. anyway, we'll work through them at some point. Um, that was about it as far as catalogs this week that are worth note. But we did watch a few, yes, newish, newish well, movies. New to us. Uh, yeah, well, actually, Voyages is a new release on Blu-ray, which we watched. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of it? Mm, remind me. <laughs> so I'm on a spaceship, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not great. Yeah, it's all right. That's okay. It's one of those movies that, like, think. Well, it's one of those movies that thinks it has more to say than it actually does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, it's literally sure. just Lord of the Flies in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of these. They're traveling to another planet. They're going to colonize another planet, but it's going to take three generations to get there. So they, um, they've got all these young people on board, and then when they come to the age where they can procreate, they will procreate and create the next generation yeah. of people, and then et cetera, until you get to the, the, the planet. And they discover that they are being, not spoilers, this is like at the beginning of the movie, they discover that they're actually being drugged so that they have like no libido, essentially, and they have no interest yeah. to play yeah. around yeah. <laughs> outside of when they're supposed to be procreating for this company. Um, and then they discover this and they decide to stop taking the drugs and, of course, they will go fucking crazy and... Um, they will have out at each other. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, exactly. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. But this movie like, tries to paint it in like it's a new and original and has something really important to say. It's just fucking Lord of the Flies. Exactly. Space, right. On a spaceship. <laughs> it was okay though. It wasn't nothing great, but nah. it, was, um, it was okay. Like an easy Friday night movie. Yep. Uh, we watched Relic. Do you remember this one? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. About the Alzheimer's. And they, the, the, was it the daughter winning that? Room and she couldn't get out of the room and the mum finished yeah, yeah. up in the room and they amazing. had to kick their way through the walls and all Don't that Don't spoil shit. it. It's the end of the movie. Yeah, well, you know. It's an old movie. People it's not old, it's is it? Oh, there you go. It's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> not that much of a spoiler, really. Nah, exactly it's probably right. in the trailers. That's what I'd imagine. Exactly. It's um, all pretty predictable. They discover that, uh, yeah, it was very. They discover, well, it's, uh, it's an Australian film, actually, which I didn't realise yeah. before we put it on. Got Emily Mortimer. She does a Emily good Aussie accent too. Yeah, I was shocked. It's a really good accent. Yeah, well, she's uh, of course British actress Emily Mortimer. She's terrific, um, and she goes to her mother's house. Her mother kind of lives in like a rural area, and her mother's disappeared. Um, they don't know where the hell she's wound up, and then she just randomly reappears one day and has no idea where she's been. It turns mm. out she's got like Alzheimer's, or she's. Um, you know, memory issues or something. And the movie is sort of like an exploration of, of that sort of a mental illness, but built as a horror film. Yeah. So it's kind of gets to put you into that, um, that mind frame and then painting it hard to explain, but it's very good. I enjoyed it. The ending was very strange. We won't go there. <laughs> we won't, we won't spoil Just that. Just a bit bizarre. Very weird ending. Very, very weird. <laughs> Uh, but it was good, a good film. I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, I was thinking, what's going on here? Very twist. Got on letterbox. Everyone's like, well, like, like the movie, but that ending was a little bit weird. Yeah, just, just a bit. Takes a bit. Center. Yeah, uh, but yeah, very good movie. I enjoyed it. Who was yeah, the yeah, yeah. Who was the girl in it? The Australian Bella, Bella Heathcote. Oh yeah, yeah, she was great. She was too. really good. And the uh, the older lady was Robin Nevin. Yeah, she's she's great. She's yeah. been. Yeah. Heaps of stuff for yeah. years. She's one. Of, she's like one of those, one of the old, older Aussie actresses yeah. that 
used to be in everything. Yeah. Like, you know, Jack Thompson and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all those others. So enjoyed that. Umbrella has just released that on Blu-ray. I believe that went straight to Stan here. Actually, I found out after we'd watched it. Oh, really? It was really? like a direct-to-Stan film or while they picked up distribution for it. Uh, but, yeah, enjoyed it. It was very good. We watched, uh, I don't know what your thoughts on this one were, Lady Macbeth. It's another one, another Florence Pugh film. Uh, yeah, it was a bit... It was all right. Yeah. I, I didn't was, mind it. Was, it was, it's odd. It's one of those ones yeah. where you don't quite know how you feel about it. But yeah. you kind of... I, like, I felt like I really liked it, but I also feel like I'm not too sure what my thoughts on it were. Florence Pugh is incredible. Oh, she's great. She's so good. Yeah. She's I like, haven't seen anything she's done that I don't like. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I picked this one up, because yeah. while we obviously saw in Black Widow, well, we've seen... Um, I think the first thing we really – oh, no, no, yeah. First thing we saw her in was that fighting with my family. She's the, she was yeah, the young girl yeah, in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. She yeah. was amazing in that. And then Little Women we watched. I thought she was great. And then, of course, Black Widow. And then Midsommar was one that we put off for ages. That's right. Um, <laughs> which you didn't really like. I loved it. I mean, she was incredible. Bizarre. She was incredible in that. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm really coming to like her work. And I'd heard about this one, Lady Macbeth. Uh, people were sort of praising it. And I found it on Amazon, the global store on Amazon, an import from the UK for like $12. thought, fuck it, I'm going to buy it. And, yeah, I, I, yeah it's, a weird, it's a weird movie. It's hard to even explain. What's the um, – are you still on the IMDb page there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the kind of description for it? Um, where are we? Because I don't even know how you would it's, – it's really tough to explain. There you go. Uh, 19th century rural England. In 19th century rural England, a young bride who has been sold into marriage discovers an unstoppable desire within herself uh, as she enters into an affair with a worker on her estate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit... I I didn't mind it. What ratings? I reckon it's got like a six something, six, seven, six, six, eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's just like a, a, a decent or like level of. Oh, that's not the right one. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah, just on the just on the low edge. But yeah, she's amazing. Like she's the best part of it, obviously. And her performance is just like captivating. You one, know, one thing everything I, she does. One thing I actually liked about it was the sets. Oh yeah. Well, obviously it was shot in, yeah, a, yeah. in an old mm. estate, and they and they didn't renovate the estate. Yeah, yeah. So you you imagine that you know people. Well, do people of this sort of mm. era? Yeah, uh, they would. Everything would have been immaculate. Yeah, but this wasn't. Mm. Yeah. It was almost like they found an estate that had been kept yeah, well, yeah. kept you know, kept in mm. good condition. But they didn't deliberately go out of the way to mm. renovate everything and repaint yeah. and do all that sort of stuff. Mm. So it, was, it gave you a real realistic sort of feel. Yeah, about how they would have been living at the mm. time. Yeah, no, I that's it. what it's I liked good. about it. It's good. It was yeah. very good. And then I ended up watching, like, the special features on it. Um, yeah. There was, like, an interview with the director and and Florence Pugh, uh, which was really interesting. And then I ended up watching, like, a like a 20-minute or 20 or 30-minute, um, like, roundtable discussion they did at the Victorian Albert Museum in London. Obviously, the screening there. Yeah. It was, like, the after-screening Q&A, which is just fascinating. I just thought it was just fascinating the way they, they pulled the movie together and just hear the inspirations on it, the director, the writer, Florence Pugh. Um, again, it was just not 
not a movie that I say is the greatest, but I thought that I thought it was just really fascinating listening to them talk about about the film. I don't know, I was captivated. But anyway, mm. check it out. Uh, it's decent. If you're a fan of of Florence Pugh, her work, great. Check it out. Um, and then we also watched um, Wrath of Man. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. This was good fun. Which I think you slept through a lot of. Not a lot. A little bit. Quite a bit of it. Well, you didn't have to stay awake for the whole thing. Well, <laughs> it's sort of told out of order, isn't it? A little bit. Mm. Sort of. Let's see. I don't know. No, definitely. <laughs> this is what I mean. <laughs> like completely out of order. It's like split up into four. I don't even know if you got that. That was split into four sections. I'll have to go back. It told the story in four different. Four different timelines. Yeah. I didn't even pick that up. Yeah, that's what I mean. You were asleep through most of it. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it, starts, it starts off where Jason Statham joins his character, or his name is H or whatever they called him. H, yeah. He joins this, like, um, armoured bank. Yep. The, the company that transfers the money between the banks and the armoured trucks. Mm. And you sort of don't know. Oh no no no! Yeah, I do, I do get that. And they went back and they showed. Well, you he's... don't. Yeah, you don't quite know why he's yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, then yeah, I do remember. The, then the second part, he went back and sort of explained, um, who he was in his past. And then the next section explains why he was. Why no? It kind of takes it from the because uh, there's like a big bank heist in the middle yeah. of the movie and whatever. And then it kind of explains the bit goes back to the beginning yeah. with the villains. And then explains how they got to this point, and the last part is sort of like the back end of the movie. It's completely yeah, yeah, told yeah, out of order. Yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah, um, I do remember that. I like it was okay. Guy Ritchie movie didn't really feel like a Guy Ritchie movie, other than the excessive violence. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Good enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was pretty good. Well, good action I, and explosive, and yeah. And of course, Young Eastwood was it? Scott oh Eastwood? yeah, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, the day after we'd watched um, uh, the Gauntlet, and I was like, "Jesus!" Some shots were like, "Shit!" It looks so much like Young Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, exactly right. <coughs> Remember watching the, watching the Gauntlet and going, "Jeez, he looks like Scott." Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Um, but that's about it for uh, for the movies we watched last week. We've been watching some telly. Uh, we finished off Clarkson's Farm. God, that's good. Which is the um, obviously Amazon? He's such an idiot. I oh, know. <laughs> Amazon Prime show. Jeremy Clarkson bought a massive farm, and it's him just trying to run a farm for a year. Yeah, and uh, he can the, barely run his life, little yeah. farm. <laughs> all the disastrous shit that happens on his. Uh, such a good show, though. What like eight, eight episodes? Uh, yeah, I think Something it was like eight. that. Yeah, I yeah, think they're like, going to do a sec. I think they're doing. Well, they a have. Yeah, season, yeah, he's he's um, signed for a second. Yeah, there you second go. Second season. Um, but at the so end, of the, awesome. end of the first one, he doesn't know whether he's going to keep the farm or... Oh, yeah, he's like, I don't know, why bother? Because um, obviously yeah. they were filming it during the pandemic, so it touched on how the pandemic exactly affects right. everything, affected everything. And and, yeah. and and they had one of the... the one, during it, they had one of the wettest... Mm-hmm. Wettest spells that, that in their history and then one of the driest yeah. spells and Crazy. hottest. And it was, yeah, it was... Well, it's very good though, and just the the cast of I guess you'd call them characters <laughs> that just that <laughs> leave and work the on the young farm. Bloke's name? Caleb, Caleb, yeah. yeah, what a ripper! Yeah, so good. And uh, his old man, oh yeah, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. <laughs> if you watch it, you get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He was understand, you know. Yeah, good show though. Check it out. Like if you're a fan of the. 
Top Gear stuff, Grand Tour, whatever. You're still going to do that new one? Yeah, the new special, the uh, lockdown special. Got to watch that. I'll have to do that this week. Yeah. Before the Prime expires. Yeah, I was going to say, when's that expire? Can't be long. It's got to be another week or two, I think. Um, oh, oh, we watched uh, then the newest episode of Ted Lasso as well. Oh, what a great show. So good, isn't it? It's the best show on the on What tele- a great moment. show. I just hope that goes on forever, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be good if it was more than, what, eight or ten episodes a season? Yeah, I know. But is that why it's so good? Probably. Is that why all these shows are so good now? It's just yeah, maybe. simple oh, Well, I put all the money into, the, into production values too. Yeah. Well, I have the same budget as they did for a 24, 23 season, uh, episode season. Well, even more these days. Yeah, Some I mean, of these shows are huge budgets. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, if you essentially if you put the budget of a 24-episode season into a 10-episode, each exactly episode's right. going to be better. Much better, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. So it's my. It is the best show on TV at the moment, like hands down. Yeah. It is the great. It is so good. Yeah, it's it. funny. The drama is great. Yeah. The, everyone in the cast is incredible, um, and I just love it. And I'm, every day on Twitter, or at least every week, I'm seeing new people discovering it. Like, how have I not discovered this earlier? <laughs> I'm like, I've been telling everyone for so long, and even we were late to it. We were maybe like. Um, I think we'd started watching it just after the first season finished, maybe. Uh, so we, even we were a little bit late, and I've been hearing everyone talking about, oh, Ted is so good, and I'm thinking, eh, we'll get to it. It's so good. Yeah, it's a great show. But everyone, I haven't heard anyone say a bad thing about this program. It is amazing. Nah, exactly right. It's and, amazing. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Roy Kent. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's my favourite character. Yeah, he's great. I look at him and I think... Oh shit, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. Uh, Brett Goldstein, is that his name? Uh, yeah, he was in uh, he was in Derek. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was the boyfriend. Is he the boyfriend of someone who was who was working at the nursing home? I can't remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in Derek. Didn't, didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you go. Great show. Love yeah, it. But I see a lot of myself in him. Oh yeah. Why I used to. Deal with people at work. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Yeah, you understand. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. <laughs> um, otherwise, oh, we watched. Um, oh, we didn't watch it, but it went on Disney Plus this week. The newest episode of Marvel's What If, which this was the one where uh, the plan to assemble the Avengers kind of didn't go the way that they hoped, and all the Avengers start getting knocked off. Oh, as okay. Remember, you watched it the four wait four or five weeks ago. Nick Fury oh, was there. Yeah, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. That one's finally aired yeah. this week. Yeah, that's this week's one, is it? Oh, yeah, just so we've just aired. So we've caught up. We've caught up now. So now we'll be able to watch week by week new ones. Right. Yeah. I'm not covering any more of them. I'm not doing any more because no, no one's no, no. watching the videos or no, reviews. Not, not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. I thought they might actually. Put, my Marvel stuff doesn't really do very well. Obviously, there's other people doing Marvel stuff, and people obviously just drift to what they know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I thought it might do okay for me because the cartoon. No, no, no interest. Nothing. So I'm just sort of, I won't be doing any more of them. Sorry, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Well, it's week. even not worth it because, you know, by the time you get to watch it and review it, it's already oh, been Oh, yeah, long, exactly so right. it's not yeah. worth that's the, that's the thing. And there's so many people doing now. It's just like saturating the marketplace now. you got to just got to keep in my lane and do my thing. That works. Uh, and that's how it works on, you, on the old YouTubes. Yep. Um, other than that, though... We've got a I'm 
bong, 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 bong update. Yeah, bong update. Uh, this week we uh, no, it's the uh, the man man update. We we talked over the glass clink again. We know we always do it. Ready? There you go. There is man man update this week. Fucking hell, man! Smashing them out. Smashing out. What do you five this week? Did we? Yeah, I think we did five. Ooh. Did we do? When we do? Do we do one on Sunday? Well, we did one last Friday after we'd recorded the podcast. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, and then we did one, one on, Monday. on Monday. We did two, two on Tuesday. Yeah, and then we did one last night. Yeah. Yeah, so five. Fucking love it. So good. Loving it. It's really good. One thing, that, the thing we noticed straight away was mm. the difference between season one and two. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, not the production values or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. all pretty much the same, but it's yeah. all the clothing. Yeah, yeah, everything sort of shifted, didn't it? Yeah. So things like, you know, the, the ties on the guys and the, the, mm. the lapels on their suits and you can tell that the um, the suits are better, are better cut suits, better looking mm. suits and and then you discover at the end of the credits that they were all Brooks Brothers. Yeah, well, yeah. It's no wonder. <laughs> well, I don't know if they did the first – they might have done a first season too. I don't know. But I think the shift is but now we're in the 60s. This is set two years after the first season. Well, the first one was 1960, wasn't it? And no, this one was fi- No, it was like 50 – No, it was 1960. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it was 5960, wasn't it? I'm sure. And I then this one – This one's 62. Let me have a look. I'm pretty sure that's what it I'm was. I'm sure it starts in the 50s. Yeah. Madman – no, I thought it was between sixty and seventy, the whole the whole run of it. Um, but yeah, so this one's oh, yeah, set. No, yeah, the first season's like early nineteen sixty to well, it's yeah. the year, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, so it's two years later. Yeah. Um, there's what one or two new characters really? No, there's really only not really. There's only one character I think that changed was new. Who? Um. Oh no, he came into it late in the first. Oh, season. the guy that owns the. No, the Cooper. Uh, uh, his no, name not, is no, not Cooper. Um, oh God, who was it? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't there remember is, the new character. No, 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 no. Don't worry, it'll take you ages to find it. Um, yeah, so it's good. It's good. We're enjoying it, unlike Deadwood. So there's more vibrant, more happy these Mad Men updates than the I Deadwood ones. Did jeez, that was the worst program Jesus ever Christ. watched. Did you hear from? Uh, uh, what was his name? James. James. Yeah, he got the discs. Has he watched any of it? I don't think so. James. Get on, man. Get on and have a look and let us know. <laughs> season season one you might lockdown. like. He's in he, lockdown. He didn't mind it. He's, he's in lockdown. Well, he can be watching the whole thing then. Fucking get to it. Smash it out. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I don't good luck. think so. Good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is good. We're enjoying the moment so far. So yeah, it is good. Lively. It is good. And, um, what's her name? The, 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 Peggy. Peggy, which one's Peggy? Peggy's no. She was yeah, the, Peggy. Yeah, the, yeah. She was the assistant. Yeah, or the yeah, uh, the, 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 the what do you what do you call him? Like a yeah, he's a secretary. Secretary. Yeah, that's it. Was, um, um, but now she's Don a copywriter. Now she's a copy. Then she became a. Well, she was just a junior copywriter. Well, the end, she's of, a copywriter. end of season one, she was a junior, and then yeah. obviously between the two year gap, yeah, she's now more prominent. Yeah. We we noticed at the end of last, we actually mentioned on the, on the podcast that um, they started putting prosthetics on yeah, her. Yeah, that's right. And we're thinking, where's this going? 
um, I thought because there's that there was this storyline where they were trying to advertise this thing that's supposed to help you lose weight, and I thought they were going to make her yeah. uh, look bigger and then slowly take the weight off. But it turned out she was actually pregnant, yeah, and then had a baby, had the baby, and then two yeah. years later she's thin again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. We that would have been a good. That would have been a good storyline though. Like put the mm. weight on and then then take yeah. it off with yeah. that with that because you know because that was a. A sex device, really. Well, yeah. <laughs> you think about it. Anyway, we won't dive into the <laughs> no. into the program beat by beat because it's old and no one cares really. Exactly, but, exactly um, right. uh, yeah, well, actually, one thing because we mentioned a few weeks ago, or maybe last week, we're talking about how it really shows how different the time was, yeah. how differently people acted, and so you actually notice them in this where they're slowly starting to introduce how things are starting to change. Yeah, um, yeah. There was even one line. Was his name Sterling? Yeah. Who says at one point where he, they're trying to do something and they're like, we can't do, we can't get away with this. He's like, man, I miss the fifties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, there's all these things they're going to start introducing into it. Yeah. And show how it. So I'm. I'm it slowly becomes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, mm. there we go. That is uh, this week's. <laughs> Think. Bad man update. <laughs> Very good. Having fun with it. Hmm. Um. We've got nothing to review this week. I had a few things that they wanted me to review. I just I did not have the time. Um, this new one come on Disney Plus Star, I think tonight. So by the time you're listening to this, I think it's I think it's on there. Maybe it's next week. I think it's on there now. Um, it's called Vacation Friends with John Cena, Lil Ralph Howry. Mm-hmm. Looks all right, like a it's like a comedy movie they've dumped on Disney Plus. Oh, John Cena, <laughs> it's going to be some like yeah. Um, I remember that movie he did called Blockers, which was actually really good. Apparently, it's similar to that. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that was the one with the they were parents and they were yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, I watched that with your mother. I think I think so. I we watched it with series. Alicia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, it's similar to that, but not as good. But anyway, we haven't watched it yet. Didn't get to it. Just didn't have time. Yeah. They also sent me. Um, the entire series of Only Murders in the Building, which are the new Steve Martin, Martin Short series oh, that's going to Disney+. Plus, <laughs> looks great. Selena Gomez is in it too. It looks amazing. Um, and they sent me the whole series like two, three days before it's going to air. So I'm not even going to bother with that because it's just too late. Got to watch it. But- oh, we'll watch it, but I'm not going to review it. Yeah, fair enough. Or we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. I don't know if they dump all of it at once or it's like a week-by-week week thing. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Uh, but mm. I'm so keen to see it. So have so, you got so, that now? Or? Well, they said it's in my streaming account. But okay. I'd rather, at this point, if I'm not going to review it, I'd rather just watch it on Disney Plus without the big um, watermark, watermark over it. it. Yeah. I'd rather just watch it properly. Because that one through Disney, is it? Yeah. What's their watermark? I can't remember their watermark. Their watermark's all right, but it's still just my email address right across the screen. The, yeah. And the quality's obviously not as good from the main streaming service. So I'd rather just watch it properly. Fair enough. If I'm not going to be covering it properly, and we'll talk about the pod, mm. um, but that's it. So no reviews this week. I'll have one coming out this week though. Amazon sent me the new Cinderella. Yeah, I don't know about it. Oh, it's got okay. Camila Cabello. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't know. She's a um, another name pop star. She sung. What was the song that she sung? You would know the song because they played it over and over and over again. Oh, shit, what was the song? Um, oh, and I've just blocked it out. I've blocked it out because it was just one of those... Oh, Havana. 
You know it. It's fucking. They played it to death, and we were when we were overseas. It was on fucking constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, she's she's good though. I like I I like her, but I don't know what this movie's going to be like. Mm. Uh, it's very. It's like a musical version of Cinderella. So oh, I'm done. It's obviously I'm not done. the Disney one. No, so I'm trying to find time to watch it. <laughs> you when said I musical. I'm out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm well, I'm anyway. not telling you to watch it. I'm going to all find time to watch it myself. That's why I mean, like, I'm not a big fan of musicals, but it looks very. It's got Idina Menzel in there as well. Um, of course, Frozen. Idina Menzel. It's. Uh... Is it the Adele Dazeem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, John Travolta, John Travolta introduced, her, yeah. introduced her at the Oscars. Uh, Adele Dazeem. Yeah, so she's in it, but obviously she's very Broadway, theatrical, frozen. She was in Wicked on the stage, did the stage play oh, in Wicked. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so I don't really know how I'm going to like it. I Probably not, but uh, Amazon gave it to me. I don't do a lot for Amazon. I feel like I probably should. I feel like it might be something that my audience might be interested in, so I don't know. We'll cover it. We'll see how we go. Give it some thought. Yes. Uh, so we might have a review for that this week and we might talk about it on the pod next week. We'll see. Um, other than that, uh, look, just br- briefly touch on the the, spont- the uh, partners of the podcast, Random Space Media, of course. All the great shit that they're putting out at the moment. Mm. They're going to send me some new stuff. And a they're kid. smashing it in, aren't they? Oh, so many great things, man. Mm. They're going to send me some great stuff soon. I can't talk about it, but I'm going to have it soon and we'll talk about it then. So check them out, randomspacemedia.com. We're helping them get their name out there. Yep. That's what it's all about because I noticed they have all these great things coming out, releasing stuff that the studios don't want to put out there, and they're like, oh, we'll do it. And I'm like, oh, look what they're putting out. They put this out, they put this out, and I got in touch with them. I'm like, what's going on? No one knows who you are. No one knows about your releases. What can we do? And uh, since then, fucking... Yeah. Going gangbusters. So yep. that's awesome. Not that I'm trying to take the credit, but I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to help them get their name out there. You've given them some suggestions too, haven't you? Yeah, I have. And they've been like, oh, we'll take it into account. Um, and then awesome. a couple of things I've been like, oh, yeah, we're already on that. I'm like, all right, good job. Uh, Kicks.com.au, of course, it's, I think it's the last week to use the code Dave15 to get 15% off your order. So head over there, get some shit from them. Um, of course, we did this to celebrate the release of the Indiana Jones full movie collection on 4K Ultra High Definition Blu-ray, which has been out for a couple of months now. You don't have to just buy that. You can buy anything. Store-wide, sale product, pre-orders, day 15, 15% off at checkout. There you go. Awesome. Good shit. Um, hey, let's do this week's edition of... Shite. Oh. All right, all right, all right. I remembered this week to say the or. How that? You did too. You did. I was wondering, wondering with you going too. Yeah, I remember that. So that's this week's, uh, we're, we're going to do Shadow All Right this week. Of course, this is the game where we um, we pull up random titles on IMDb mm-hmm. and we will read the synopsis to each other. We're going to do three each. We read the synopsis and the other person has to decide whether they think the movie is or all right all right all right purely based on the synopsis don't get any info on who's in it who's made it you can have an assist in one round which is usually like you just read like the top three stars that were in the film it might give you a little nudge in the right direction um uh, so now we used to do this where we would put we'd spend like a, like half an hour here trying to find just random things by typing in a random um uh, what do you call it Catalog, catalog number, fucking every week, because <laughs> the, the IMDb tiles have a seven-digit catalog number. We just type in like a random catalog and just pull up some random shit. But people have now been sending them in, and we have so many people sending them in that we're just plain and simply 
reading them from the people. Yep. Uh, so if you have any to send in, every week there's at least one or two new people who are sending in stuff too, which is great. We just keep adding it to this catalogue on the page. So if you have anything, a movie that you think was absolute Shite. or a movie you thought was absolutely... All right, all right, all right. you think might trip us up when we read it out to each other, just send it on in. I don't care how many you send, just send heaps. Um, and um, we'll just add them to the list and we'll get through them all. Yeah. So that's a part well, of it. Well, not if we get through them all, but... Well, eventually we'll get through most of them. <laughs> most of them. Uh, some people have sent in enough to fill in two pages on a Word document. Um, and I think they got the hint now not to send any more in. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, so we have had more coming this week. Uh, we have had uh, one... Um, or oh, a couple came in from Michael Usatov, who sent it in via email. My name, Hi, my name's Michael, and I'm a, vi- I'm a big fan of the pod... I'm a first-time shiter or writer, so here are my two entries. So we're going to read one of Michael's today. Thank you so much for sending that in, Michael. Very much appreciated. We've got a couple of others in uh, this week from uh, The Usual Suspects as well. So, yeah. Uh, very good. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you've got any, send them into DaveLeePod at gmail.com and we will add them to the list and we'll go for it. So this week, now, I was going to say Jeff. Monkey uh, Boy. Monkey Boy, our, yep. our worker monkey, who yep. is our the official scorekeeper of the podcast. Sitting on sitting on top of the little, what, did, what do they call those things? A little monkey bike. So it's a little monkey bike. Oh, it was the monkey <laughs> bike. I thought he yeah. might have been on the... On the, the uh, oh, the little music box. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Okay. Sometimes he's there. But when he's hard at work, he's on got the, him he's a little, the... the worker bike. Okay. Power, he powers the podcast. Oh, there so you go. So he's just powering away over in the States, <laughs> just keeping our power going. <laughs> Good on you, monkey boy. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, but Jeff uh, messaged me on in, um, Instagram last night. Um, he says, hold up, I'm late on the shite all right. I forgot, uh, I forgot, I know, uh, and then he goes, I know it's 11 there, I ha- I'll have it done soon, I'm so sorry. And then he messaged me again, oh, never mind, I got my days mixed up. <laughs> I said, that's all good. And then this morning he hadn't sent it. I'm thinking, what are you doing, Jeff? No update. No what? update from Jeff. Fucking. Come I'm on, monkey boy. You know you're supposed to be doing the work. God. And he's acknowledged that he's supposed to be doing the work, and then he didn't do it. Slacker. I know, but he's just emailed us like oh, about he? 10 minutes ago. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it's just come through. So thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. He goes, here's the score this week, David. Oh, Rick. he probably had a broken pedal on his bike. Yeah, he had, yeah, to, get, had to fix it. Yeah. Uh, here's the score. Here's the score this week, Dave and Rick. I see you know some American slang. That's dope, bro. Super fire. I ain't know y'all knew that over there in the down under. We get a lot of American <laughs> TV. <laughs> every the every media that we consume is there's, American there's, or British. There's not a lot you can not a lot of American slang you can say we don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, he says, I hope you and yours are safe from the dingoes and ruse. We're all right. Yeah. We've got some roos down the road, maybe 10 minutes down the road, not a word of a lie. Yeah. There are some foxes around, but there are probably yeah. no real, not really any dingoes Dingo. around. Well, there's a woman that keeps a couple. Oh, yeah, it's that woman, woman that, that owns. Keeps a up, in, up the back there. Yeah. She, she goes, this is not, this is not like. Not a word Austra- of a lie. This is not Australians having a joke with the overseas crew. No, no, this Like is uh, drop bear, telling everyone about the drop bears. No, this is yeah, legit. Yeah, be careful of drop bears. Yeah. There's a woman in, 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 in the area who owns dingoes. Yeah. And, and takes them for walks. You go yep. to the cafe, you just see her sitting out. Years. Like 20, 30 years she's been around oh, she's with her dingoes. Her yeah. dingoes. Great. Obviously not the same ones, but no. she keeps getting them. Yeah, crazy. Because I think you've got to have a, you get a yeah, permit. You have to have a, a permit, permit to have, have dingoes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jeff continues, but seriously, stay safe out there and you'll be back to listening to Akadaka at Macca's 
in no time. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, knock it off, he says. <laughs> Take care, mate. Good on you, Jeff. Good on you, mate. He's trying his best. Yeah, good. Yeah, he got it right. Maccas and, yeah. and stuff, yeah. And Akadaka. Akadaka. Good job, Jeff. Done his research. I'll have to pull out, I'll have to pull out some real slang and... So uh, he has sent us in the score sheet. Now, um, I've guessed first nine times. You've guessed first eight. So you're first up today. Okay. Um, And the current score is 24 to 21 in my favour. You gained one on me last week. I did, yeah. Bastard. Uh, But you're only three behind. You could, like, maybe I could get three wrong and you get three right and we're even this week. Doubtful. Well, a couple of weeks ago, none of us got any right. Yeah, it's true. And then another week I caught up a couple, didn't I? There you go. So this is the unpredictable nature of Shiner All Right. So I'm going to read you one. This one has come in from Michael Lusatov. This is the first one uh, from Michael. So thanks, Michael, for sending it in. I do appreciate it. Uh, Okay. In the not-too-distant future... As a final response to terrorism and crime, the US government plans to broadcast a signal making it impossible for anyone to knowingly commit unlawful acts. Do you want it again? That's familiar. Do you want that again? Yeah, go again. In the not-too-distant future, as a final response to terrorism and crime, the US government plans to broadcast a signal making it impossible for anyone to knowingly commit unlawful acts. Sounds like it's got to have some sort of... Following, but I reckon this could mm. be shite. You reckon? Yeah. You want to log that in? I'll, log, log, I'll log in a shite on that. It is. Well. Shite. 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 Yeah. It's called The Last Days of American Crime. It appears to be a Netflix film. It's got um, Edgar Ramirez in there, who we've actually seen in quite a bit recently. He was in um, that. The, the Undoing, he was oh, yeah, the cop yeah, in The Undoing, yeah, and yeah. he was in um, Pirates, not Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Jungle Cruise. He was the, the bad guy, the villain, who turns oh, into like right. the... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's in it, and it's also got, if I can get back to the page now, uh, Niels Klassen, Tony Capreri, Kate Normington, don't really know oh. any of them, Michael C. Pitt. Um, it's got a 3.7. Yeah, it just sounded shot. Yeah, but it sounded like something that could have had a bit of a, like a bit of a sci-fi yeah. twist to it, that yeah. might have had a bit of a following. But I thought, oh, doesn't appear oh, that way. Just Three point seven out of ten. There you go. Oh, okay. All Your right. first one. Yep. comes to us from Blake. Ah, Blake Eisen. G'day, Blake. Hey, mate. How are you? Yeah, Blake's been a long time. Long, long, long. Follower, right from the really early days. Yes, of, he has. Of uh, Dave Lee podcast. Under. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it was probably even the, before the Dave Lee down under. Yeah, Disney Dave down yeah. under. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your first one from Blake. Yeah. A romantic police a romantic police captain breaks a beautiful mm. member. I'll start that again. Yeah. A romantic police captain breaks a beautiful member of a rebel group out of prison to help her rejoin her fellows, but things are not what they seem. Going in? Yeah. A romantic police captain breaks a beautiful member of a rebel group out of prison mm. to help her rejoin her fellows, but things are not what they seem. Oh, I, uh, I have no idea what it is. Sounds like it could be like just all right, like I reckon just above, maybe like a, just like a six, six-ish maybe. 
Sounds okay. Yeah, I'll log in and it's like all right. You're logging just in all, all right. right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. In fact, it's seven point five. Shit. It's a movie called House of Flying Daggers. Oh, I thought you might have actually seen, known. it. I have seen it. Yeah, I, I have thought seen you might it. have known it. I ju- by the by the plot. I don't. I I don't know it by the plot. Jesus. Yeah. Or by the synopsis they've given, at least. It ha- mind you, it has been a long time since I've seen it. Well, what was it, when was it made? It was uh, 2004. Yeah, I reckon I saw it uh, like probably around that time, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it's got, I can't pronounce any of the, uh, yeah. any of the names. <laughs> Jizang, Takeshi, Kanashiro, Andy Lau, Dan Dan Song. Uh, yeah, great, yeah. great people. Yeah, yeah. I have seen it. It's a wonderful movie. I didn't. It didn't. Didn't click with me by the by the synopsis there. Yeah, well, I, I looked at it. Stunned me, and it, and it was familiar to me. Yeah, and I read the synopsis. I thought, oh, I reckon you might know this. Yeah, such a good movie. Mm. Oof. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. All right, thank you, Blake. Now I've got one for you. This comes into us from. Um, oh, let me just double check this. Uh, it's coming to us from Tyson Turner. So Tyson Turner sent this one in. Yep. Okay. A young detective goes undercover at an elite private school to destroy an international stolen car ring. Sounds like fucking 90210 or something like that. By um, A young detective goes undercover at an elite private school to destroy an international stolen car ring. Does a bit, doesn't it? I reckon it might be just all right. Yeah. Like 6-1 or something like that. Lock it in? Yeah. Okay, it is shite. Shite. Yeah, you got another shite. It's called Underclass Man. Never heard of it in my life. Uh, It's an action comedy crime. It stars Hugh Bonneville, Sean Ashmore, Nick Cannon is the main. I don't know why he's listed fourth, but he's the main actor in it. And Kelly Hugh. Um, It is a 4.3. But it looks, looks terrible. Bugger. Don't know what that is. Never heard of it. 2005. Uh, there you go. All right, All right your, next, your next one yeah. comes from Devish. Devish. Yes. What's his name? Devish. Devish Sood. Sood. Now, I believe this is the one where... I can only read the first line, apparently, because right. yeah. it gives too much away. Yeah. But I can't see if it does. I've read it. No. Anyway. Okay. Uh, within Brooklyn's ultra-Orthodox Jewish community, a widower battles for custody of his son. Go again. Within Brooklyn, excuse me. Within within Brooklyn's ultra orthodox Jewish community, a widower battles for custody of his son. I don't know, but it sounds all right. Sounds like it'll be all right. Jewish community battles for his son. It sounds familiar. I don't know. I think it might be all right. I think it'll be all right. So you're locking that in? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. It's called. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's called Men- Menash. Oh, don't know it. Uh, it's got six point five. Goes oh. for an hour twenty two. Two thousand seventeen, and it's uh, the full synopsis is uh, within Brooklyn's ultra orthodox Jewish community, a widower battles for custody of his son. A tender drama performed entirely in Yiddish. The film uh, intimately explores the nature of faith and the price of parenthood. Well, there you go. That'd be an interesting film. Does sound interesting, yeah. I'd have to read subtitles, but... Well, yeah. That's uh, all right. 
It sounds like it'd be quite an interesting film. Hmm. There you go. I don't know a lot about the um, the Jewish community. No, not really. Mm, a little bit, but mm. not much. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I got one for you. This one has come to us from uh, Kyle Brebner. Uh, Kyle sends this one in. As the town of Dog River goes bankrupt, the residents of the town must pack up and move out. However, our favourite citizens make one last-ditch effort to save Dog River. Do you want it again? Yeah, go again. As the town of Dog River goes bankrupt, the residents of the town must pack up and move out. However, our favourite citizens make one last-ditch effort to save Dog River. I'm going to say just all right. You're going to say just all right? Yep. Okay. It is a... All right, all right, all right. Yes, just all right. Sounds like an older, an older film. What, 2014? <laughs> oh, no, it, sounds, it sounds like it could have been like a 50s or a 60s well, yeah, Western yeah, sort of type. Yeah, it does. No, it's called Corner Gas. Corner Gas the movie. We've got a bit of that at the moment, actually. Corner Gas, <laughs> uh, the writer, the creator is Brent Butt. <laughs> oh, I wonder if it's maybe based on a TV series or something because it's called Corner Gas the movie. I don't know. Sounds like it could be some um, television show. This is another one of these Canadian things. Oh, of course, okay. Carl yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is Canadian, so he yeah. sends in a lot of uh, interesting, quirky Canadian stuff. That's good. Uh, which I love because I would love to explore new things. Um, let me have a look at the connections on here. Spun off from Corner Gas, oh. which looks like it must be, a, yeah, a, te- a television series. A uh, Canadian TV series went for 107 episodes between 2004 and 2009. Might be an interesting to, thing to yeah. watch, that. The Canadian shows are quite strange. Yeah, they're quite quirky, aren't they? Some yeah. of them. It's a bit like yeah, a lot of our stuff's a little bit or quirky. Or even like as well. New Zealand. I think it's closer to the New Zealand stuff. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they, they do some really weird stuff, Kiwi. Yeah. But we love it because, yeah. you know, the humour's the same. Uh, but yeah, it's a 6.9, that one, 6.9. Corner Gas, the movie. Ah, there you go. Awesome. Must have a bit of a following, I reckon. Uh, there you go. So that's it for you. Now, I've got, have I got one more? You've got yeah? one more from okay. Gary. Is it Liderment? Yeah, Lider- Gary Liderment. Liderment or whatever. It's Liderment. Um, okay, from Gary, mm-hmm. he has sent one that says in the, in the post. Oh, God, come on. <laughs> in the post-apocalyptic world of 1990s Nevada, a rock and roll samurai on his way to Las Vegas takes a young orphan boy under his protection as death, uh, as death and his uh, metalhead horseman chase after them. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Go again. How bizarre. Go again. In the post-apocalyptic Post-apocalyptic world of 1990s Nevada, a mm-hmm. rock and roll samurai on his way lost, on his way to lost. Lo- oh. Start again. In in the yeah. <laughs> fuck that right up. In the post-apocalyptic world of 1990s Nevada, a rock and roll samurai on his way to lost Vegas. Right. Lost Vegas, takes a young orphan boy under his protection as death and his metalhead horsemen chase after him. No idea what this is. Sounds like absolute shite. I've got to lock in a shite for this one. Lock it in? Yeah. It is. All right, all right, all right. Sounds dreadful. Sounds awful. Doesn't it? What is this? It's called Six String Samurai. Oh, what the hell? Um, It's uh, 1998, just for an hour and a half. Um, doesn't really have anybody in it. No, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Falcon, Justin McGuire, Kim D'Angelo. 
So really nobody that we know, but it's got a it's got a half decent rating. So what was the rating again? Six six. Six oh six six for six string samurai. There you go. <laughs> Put all three together and you've got six six six. Oh yeah, well the devil is in it. Devil's isn't work. It? The devil's in it. Exactly right. Death. Ooh. Well death's in it. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, there we go. Sounded shot. So I will rely on Jeff to let us know how we did next week. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, that was this week's edition of... Or... All right, all right, all right. Just an interesting note on that sting. Mm. We got a, an email from a close, oh, yeah, fr- a yeah. close friend of the pod, Pete, <laughs> yeah, uh, Pete, Pete Seamos yeah. up in New South. Yeah. Um, who said that his... Because he's in lock, they're in lockdown yeah, yeah. up there and he's home and he's, two, he's got two young, two yeah. young girls. And they they love the uh, the all right all right all right, <laughs> and every time he asks them ask them a question or something, they always answer back all right all right all right. I think he was listening to the podcast around them and they heard it, yeah. and he said he th- that they thought it was the funniest thing they've yeah. heard, and they just keep saying it. How funny. Oh, I get a chuckle out of every week. Oh yeah, I love oh, it. It's great, isn't it? Is that, it's just all right, all right, all right. Oh. That's terrific. Just lightens the pot up a little who, who bit. Doesn't like bring some McConnell. bring some smiles to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did see Pete's email. I haven't replied to it yet, but I will. I'll get back to you, Pete. Oh, yeah, I, repl- for I replied earlier. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I thought you did, but I will. I will reply to you. Thank you so much for writing in. And uh, if anyone else wants to write in a shite or write or uh, or anything like that, Dave Lee Pod at gmail.com, send them all in. We want more. Awesome. Send them in, Shader or Rights. Okay, so now it is time. Oh, this is a segment that uh, you really enjoy because you really like the jingle of it. It is... Trailer Trash. <laughs> oh, we've actually got some trailers this week. We've got two we're going to have a look at. I was going to do three, but three is a little bit much. They just released a new trailer for The Kingsman uh, overnight, which is the new, you know, The King's... The, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, it's Kingsman. called The King's Man. King, right. But the other movies, The Kingsman movies, yep. with um, Colin, Colin Firth, but actually decent movies of his. <laughs> and worst, most boring <laughs> Yeah, and Taron Egerton. We like Colin Firth, yeah, yeah, but his yeah. movies are so boring half yeah. the time. Oh, yeah, uh, but the great movies, they're, just, they're doing a prequel. It was supposed to be out last year. Yep. They dropped trailers for it like two years ago, and then it just got delayed and delayed and delayed. I thought, I'm not going to bother covering it because we've seen these trailers mm, before. Mm. But today, first up, we're going to be having a look at the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. You haven't watched this yet, have you? Or did no, you I haven't, have a no, little sneak? No, 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 I haven't seen it. I, haven't seen I was going to show you and then I thought, no, I'll wait. Till no, I haven't seen it. So this is the new Spider-Man film from the MCU, the third one, Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man 3, 2, if I want to call it. <laughs> of course, we're going to open the multiverse in this film. We'll talk about that. Uh, but if you want to know, if you, I th- feel like if you want to understand what's going on in this one, uh, in Spider-Man 3, you'll have to watch Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. So uh, it's what, seven films? Yeah, something like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's not officially confirmed, but we'll take a look at it. How many did Maguire do? Three. Only two, three. three. Yeah. And then uh, Garfield did two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> and then now uh, Tom Holland. Well, actually, you might want to throw in the two Avengers movies and Captain America Civil War as well, which are the other ones that Tom Holland's been in as Spider-Man. Right. Most of those are good films. They were great. Most great movies, films. yeah. So we'll take a look at this. Now, before the trailer was officially released, it uh, allegedly, 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, got yeah, leaked. Tell me about this. It was all over the internet. Um, uh, and uh, Marvel acted on it. Quick smart was ripped down straight away. Um, and the stupidest thing, the leaked video had a watermark of the person <laughs> who was like a v- someone on the VFX team, I believe. <laughs> what an idiot. It had their thing, and then it had a second watermark, which was the outlet that it had been leaked to. Oh, my God. And the outlet put the video up with the two watermarks on there. So I could imagine they've they've they obviously Marvel's like oh yep two we can get both the yeah. outlet and we can get the person. I, don't I wonder know, if the outlet knew it wasn't supposed to be out. Of course they did. It's a fucking scooper. These scoopers will do anything just to get their little scoop. Oh, oh yes, I'm okay. the one who got the spy. Fucking hell! I reckon this, these people are going to get. Jeez, oh, if my, when I accidentally when <laughs> I accidentally right. leaked a review early. Um, on a platform, it wasn't supposed to go out. It went out a little bit earlier. It was a, it was a mistake for a quite a big blockbuster you had film. It set t- timed. Well, yeah, I thought it was supposed to be timed, and it was going to go out at the time that the embargo was supposed to open up, as happens when I upload like a video to YouTube yeah. or something, right? And I thought it'll go out when it's supposed to go out. I just got it in there. I thought I'll get it in there first, um, and then so when the embargo opens, it'll be published. It'll be there. It'll be ready to go. Um, I had a phone call from the studio in five minutes. Yep. Within five minutes, going, "What are you doing? Have you upload? Did you upload your your review for this thing?" I was like, "No." I was like, "Oh, I was just I've logged it in the system, but it shouldn't be live." He's like, "No, it's gone live, and the, the studio is freaking out." <laughs> this is over me accidentally putting up a live review like a couple yeah, of days yeah, before yeah. thing. Imagine how the studio fucking jumps on someone who's leaked a trailer. Yeah, exactly right. They would have been gone fucking bang, get this person straight away. I guarantee they would have had him straight, like, immediately. Yeah. If I'm getting a call five minutes after I've accidentally, like, legitimately accidentally published something mm. I shouldn't have. Because that outlet that you put it up on, they were renowned for doing that. Well, yeah, I was told by the studio. Yeah, you found yeah. out late. You found out later. I was told, yeah, I was told later by the publicity team that, yeah, that, that platform's a bit, you know. Mm, Whatever, bit unreliable. Yeah, a bit unreliable, and we always have people on the watch out, <laughs> like like a hawk. There's always yeah. some. There's always someone watching. There's got to be. I don't know how it works. There must be some system where maybe it scours the internet constantly for anyone talking about it. Maybe, and as soon as they see something's leaked, it pings them. Maybe. Well, I, I know, know. I know years ago. And I don't know if it's still the same or not. But on radio, like talkback radio, for our yeah. argument's sake, if they mentioned somebody's name. Three mm. times that would come to the attention of that person. Oh right, and that was here in Australia. This oh, was, okay, well, I'm yeah, t- yeah. and I'm talking twenty years ago. Mm. So I used to listen to a lot of talkback radio driving to work because mm. I couldn't handle music early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if they wanted to get in touch with somebody, they would just mention that name three really? times, and the and well, yeah, they the the um the politician or mm. the politicians, whoever it was, they were trying to get in touch with, would be in touch with them. Yeah. Pretty pretty quickly. Interesting. Well, you have a lot of Twitter accounts. Uh, so, like, I might – actually, it happened to me recently with the Suicide Squad. I posted a tweet about the Suicide Squad, and then the Suicide Squad page commented on it. So it's easy on Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. to find who's t- talking about whatever. You just do a search. But there must be some 
program. It's got to be some sort of algorithm. There has to be something that they've got that just scours the internet and is like when people are talking. Well, I, I know they, they must use programs like this in marketing so they can understand who's talking about it, where they're talking about it, whatever. But there must be something that's like, ping, oh shit, someone's accidentally put a review out, ping. Um, I, actually, I accidentally uploaded, um, I logged something on Rotten Tom- uh, Sorry, on Letterboxd. I was told I wasn't allowed to post a review for it, but I there was no social media embargo. So I just logged that I'd seen it on Letterboxd. I didn't write a review. I just wrote embargoed. Didn't give it a rating. And then that distributor was on to me, like within half an hour. Like, can you take the log off, uh, off, uh, off Letterboxd, please? You're not supposed to even log that you've seen oh. the film. Yeah. So they're on to it. Yeah. There must be something that's There's like, got to be ping, something. Yeah. ping, get this guy. So anyway, whoever leaked this Spidey trailer, I'm sure, is probably um, doing it pretty tough at the moment. Yes. Um, but anyway, um, now this was officially released the day after. That was the plan anyway because there's this big CinemaCon called CinemaCon over in Las yeah. Vegas. It's like an industry. It's kind of like a Comic-Con, but it's specifically for industry people to go and mm-hmm. see like previews and stuff for movies. Um, it's over in Las Vegas. Sony had a massive panel and it was – wasn't officially announced, but it was kind of pretty well known through the trades and stuff that the Spidey trailer was going to drop. Um, and so obviously these people took their opportunity to leak the trailer the day before. <laughs> um, so anyway, the trailer did go out and then uh, like maybe five, ten minutes after it aired at CinemaCon, it dropped online as well legally. So we're going to take a look at the trailer. This is for Spider-Man No Way Home. This is from Sony, of course, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, being handled by Sony. If Disney had been handling this, <laughs> oh, I imagine yeah, it would yeah. not have I would not have uh, gone down this bad. But anyway, let's take a look at this. This is the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, the very first one we've got. This movie's out in like three months. So let's take a look. The entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's going to forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. What just happened? We tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Hello, Peter. There you go. Looks pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Does it give away too much, though? Well, that's the thing. I was going to say, this is a teaser trailer. Now, mind you, teaser trailer is supposed to just give you a little tease of the film. Three minutes? Was it three the three-minute trailer. <laughs> oh, geez, give away the movie. Yeah, that's like awesome, the, I reckon though. that's like the whole like first act of the film yeah. you've already given away. And then like a bit of the end. And the, uh, the, the villain middle. at the end, was it Doctor Ock? Doc Ock's oh. back, yeah. Oh, awesome. Alfred Molina is back yeah. as Doc Ock from Spidey 2, is it? To Spider-Man 2. I um, liked him in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, he was fantastic. So Molina's back. They've done like a de-aging thing on him. Uh, not that he's aged that much in this time. Like you look at people, like I didn't even think, didn't cross my mind that they do a de-aging thing. But we don't mm. know what they're doing with this film. So yeah, he's back as Doc Ock. And then if you notice, we've also got... Uh, do you recognise this little ball? Yeah, but I can't work out what, what it was. That's the uh, pumpkin bomb the Green Goblin uses. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So Willem Dafoe is supposedly back for the film. 
as Doc Ock, uh, sorry, Doc Ock, as the Green Goblin, Goblin from Spidey 1, yeah, yeah. very first one. Um, and, of course, we know that Jamie Foxx is back as well as Electro from Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 2. Of course, nothing has been officially confirmed that Toby and Garfield are back, but at this point, yeah, uh, has to I mean, be. come on. Now, we have been a little sceptical about the whole multiverse thing, about mm. the idea of them pulling all these characters yep. back in, but it, it looks like it might work. I think so. I think they've found a way to do it and do it mm. properly. My big issue with them opening a multiverse is now they can do this, where they just pull characters from other movies, and I feel like if they do it wrong, if they abuse it, oh, yeah. um, it's it's lazy storytelling, and it's a complete detriment to the incredible storytelling Marvel has been doing for the last 13 years. They've had all these rules in place, these structures that have made this universe work. We're starting to break a lot of those rules now. Now, that's great. It furthers storytelling. It helps you tell more original stuff. But the more rules you break, the more likely you are of fucking fucking up. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks good. Mm. We've We've touched on the multiverse in WandaVision. Of course, Loki yep. went done and fucked up and opened up all the branches of time. We've had a little taste of it in this What If series. We get an idea of all these alternate yep. timelines. And now Spidey, we got Doctor Strange is in here helping him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, now they've completely opened this and timeline. The, Wong. Wong. Yeah. <laughs> Wong is back. Uh, actually, Wong he's dips out. Character. Wong dips out. He's like, I don't, want, I don't want any part of this. He's literally packed his bags and fucked off. <laughs> he's like, I don't want any part of this. Sort of at the beginning of the trailer here. He's one of my favourite characters. He's great. Yeah. Love Wong. Um, so, yeah. So, it looks like by the sound of it, we're just going to have, like, Sp- they've accidentally fucked up. Spidey wants everyone to forget that he's Spider-Man. Doctor Strange fucks up. He gets distracted. A lot of people are saying it's out of character for Doctor Strange. I don't know. A lot of people are theorising that maybe it's not the real Doctor Strange. It's someone else. I don't know. I don't want to go down that route. Um, but I think it's in character for Doctor Strange. He's very... Stephen Strange is very, um, uh, what's the, well, I don't know. He obviously he's very meticulous with what he does, and he's very, very yep. wise and smart. But he also has a massive ego. Oh yeah, and you can and a lot of the time his ego does get in the way mm. of what he's doing. So that's probably where, like, when he you know does that, everybody forgets it that. Parker's yeah. Spider-Man. That's yeah. probably when the others come into it. Well, yeah. So I was going to say. So they open up. They Obviously, he fucks it up and he's ripped into the multiverse. Or who knows? Maybe we'll tie it into Loki where this is happening at that moment where the multiverse gets ripped open and then we're going to get all these different Spider-Man villains and potentially, most likely, Spider-Man. all the Spider-Man <laughs> come through. Obviously, we had the Into the Spider-Verse. If you remember the animated yep. movie, we had all the different Spider-Men coming yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. So it's going to be a similar thing to that, I think. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, excited, I'm getting that. more excited for it. It looks really good. I was originally thinking it was going to be, uh, yeah. but trust in the Marvel. No, that's what we keep saying. Like trust they in the Marvel. They've really, really steered us wrong so yeah. far. In 23, 24-odd movies, it just looks fucking, it looks cool. And to have Doctor Strange in there, I mean, I mm. think that gives a little bit more legitimacy yeah. in the storytelling. Yep. As opposed to just, oh, Peter Parker gets caught up with, oh, here's Tobey Maguire. Yeah. There's a, like a reason to it. And, oh, mm. I'm actually looking forward to that. I think when Marvel and Sony brokered the deal, like the split they've got, like yep. split custody of Spidey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bob Sony owns Sony owns, it, yeah. Sony owns Spidey, but they allow him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe under this very complex contract that's going on. Marvel and Disney 
help with the creative side. Sony completely handles distribution, distribution and marketing and PR and everything. Um, but as allegedly, apparently Marvel and Disney are like, this is the creative decision we make or the creative decisions. Sony just marks them off. Well, why wouldn't they? But one of the stipulations in the contract was each movie has to have a leading star from the Disney films. So Sony's stipulation right. is like, we need you need to loan us one of the other characters as well. Oh, okay. First movie had Spider-Man. Second movie, I don't... Oh, second movie had Nick Fury mm-hmm. um, and um, um, Agent Hill, Maria Hill. And the third one, you've got Doctor Strange. So that's obviously... So this is something that's kind of been rumoured. I think cool. it's I think it's I'm so, looking forward to that. Yeah, so I'm keen. I'm I'm really keen. I'm very excited to see this one. Uh, Did you want to hear about it? I thought it was going to be oh, geez, yeah. Well, you uh, just never know. Oh, they're but, bringing back Jamie Fox, the worst villain of any God, of the Spider-Man yeah. movies. You're thinking, fucking hell, he's not going to be blue in this one though. He's just they're not going <laughs> to color him. Apparently, color him in in, no, in looks blue. Good. Yeah, looks so really that one is due out in De- on December 17 in the UK, December 21st in the USA. And December 26th in Australia. So we have to be waiting for fucking Boxing ages. Day. Boxing Day. It's annoying. If this was Disney, they wouldn't have fucking staggered it like that. No. They would have done day and date. Yep. Sony has a real shitty habit of of putting Australian release dates like two or three weeks away from America. I don't know why. Um, but Sony have been moving a few movies. We'll touch on this later, but they've been moving a few movies around now because of the pandemic and everything, delaying release dates again. Venom's been moved again, um, but they haven't budged Spider yet. So I wonder if Marvel has like hold is like, no, fuck, you have to put it out now. Mm. Because obviously when you think about the Marvel movie, they're so meticulously planned out, you can't release one out of order really. No, that's right. Particularly now that we've gone into this huge storyline. Um, and of course the next one after this will be, or one of the next ones is going to be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So you can't really put them out of order, I wouldn't have thought. So I feel like they're going to stick with this December date and just suck it up. Just hope it goes well. See soon enough, I suppose. So I'm keen on that. But yeah, that's a three-minute-long teaser trailer that's given away a lot. I'm interested to see what they're going to give us away in the next one. They must. Well, you'd imagine there's still a lot. To be told. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. Because Marvel don't normally no. spoil films like that. Now, a lot of the time, you'll see Marvel trailers. They play around with us a little bit. They might leave. They'll digitally alter certain scenes. So, for example, like the Civil War trailers and the Infinity War trailers and stuff. They took characters out of the backgrounds, um, and then when you actually saw the movies, the characters were there. Um, so you'll notice in some of these, I don't know where it is, but there's this one shot of Spider-Man who's kind of standing in the middle of this very empty frame. And a lot of people are um, uh, guessing that maybe, I think it might be this shot here, that maybe you might have Andrew Garfield coming in here, Tobey Maguire coming in over here. You get that a lot where there's kind of like one character and an empty frame. You see the movie and there's actually other characters there. Mm. Or there's completely... Scenes that have been completely fabricated for the trailer are thrown in to throw you off. Uh, so they did that with the first Spider Man. There's this great shot of Spider Man swinging towards the camera, and then Iron Man comes in and swing like mm, comes in behind him, right. flanking him towards the camera. Yeah. Wasn't in the film, yeah. so they do that a lot. Um, there was a great shot from the Infinity War trailer where they're all running through the jungle, the Hulk in the background and Captain America up the front, Black Widow. That didn't happen. Mm. None of them were like in the same scene together. Um, but yeah, so. 
That, Can't wait to see what's, bridge what's next. The, that bridge that, that they were on where we were standing yeah. on the car, yeah. that looks like the same bridge that was used in that, um, what was it called? Um, uh, the main character caught his the female character on the car. Oh, was remember. it Spider-Man? Oh, oh, one of the Fast films. Yeah. Fast, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's right. George Washington Bridge, it says there. Mm. So I don't know. But, yeah, there we go. Spidey, Spidey 3. I'm very keen for that one. Now let's take a look at another trailer. This is one that uh, might be a little less blockbustery, a little more art house. Uh, but it's caused a big thing. Well, it caused a big thing, but everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a look. It's a film called Spencer. Um. No, it's not a sequel to Spencer Confidential, the Mark Wahlberg Netflix film. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is a film. I won't tell you. I won't tell you what it's about. We have a look at it. You'll 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 get the gist of it when we have a look. It's a uh, it's a biopic. Biopic. Mm. Let's have a look. Man, they're waiting for you. They don't. All right, so that's the trailer for Spencer. Looks all right. Yeah. Oh, watch that. Yeah, it's got um, uh, Kristen Stewart. Mm. Is uh, Diana, Diana Diana Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also got Timothy Spall in there, who I really like. He's that uh, British guy. You'll know him. He's the father of the guy that's in Trying. You know the show we really like? Yeah, Trying? yeah, yeah. He's, he's not the father in the show. He's actual father in real life. Timothy Spall, this guy. He's in Harry Potter, a bunch of other British stuff. Oh, this yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going to be in it. I'm not sure who he's playing. Um, it's also got Sally Hawkins in there, Sean Harris. Yeah, it's uh, a film by Pablo Lorraine, who's a Chilean filmmaker. He did Jackie with um, uh, Natalie Portman. Oh, yep, yep. Which I wasn't huge on. It was, it was, it was all right. But it wasn't. I didn't love it. Mm. Uh, it looks very like visually similar. Um, you right there trying to get your jumper oh, on? Jane, a bit, uh, getting a bit chilly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Kristen Stewart looks great as Diana, of course, Princess Diana. Um, the synopsis that's been given is during her Christmas holidays with the royal family at the Sandringham Estate in Norfolk, England, Diana decides to leave her marriage to Prince Charles. Mm. It's a little bit apt at the moment. Well, not so much apt in in like the 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 leaving of the marriage, but um, we've had, of course, Harry and Meghan have been all over the news recently. They're yeah. divorced from the royal family, and so it's a little bit apt in that. There's some bits in the trailer where she obviously feels like she's trapped in the castle and she can't even open the curtains or anything like that. So I feel like it's quite yeah, apt at the moment. Yeah. Um, whether that was intentional or not, probably not. But Wouldn't have thought so. Um, but it has an interesting kind of – but, I mean, Connection. there's, al- there's yeah. always these um, – uh, you know, connections between Diana and Megan and uh, yeah, 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 always yeah, kind of yeah. comparing and whatever. And it looks all right. I think it looks okay. Queenie, Queenie's supposed to be suing them too. Really? Yeah, there's some story I saw the other day, a couple of days ago, that Queenie was supposed to be suing Harry and Megan. Oh, jeez, didn't hear that. Yeah. 
Well, it doesn't surprise me. Whether it's right or not, I'm, I don't know. But yeah. It was on the... Alleged suing. Well, allegedly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit. So, a little interesting. Yeah. So what that's about, probably to stop them talking about the... Probably. Probably just put a <laughs> silence on them. Yeah, maybe. Because they today to talk about some pretty serious stuff oh, in that yeah, Oprah exactly, interview. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, but if this, you know, if this one, if this thing's a, you know, a, a biopic, it's um, yeah. and they and they've got their facts right, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, um, um, what do you call it? Um, yeah. Uh, Kristen Stewart looks great, looks really good. Uh, but the interesting thing is we've got the next season of The the Crown coming up soon, which is going to focus on a very it's similar period. Next month, isn't it? I don't know if it's that early. I don't know, maybe. Um, but we've got um, Elizabeth Debicki is playing um, um, uh, mm, Diana. Diana in that, Australian actress. So she's good in that too. So, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. They'll be like a duke it out. But everyone's saying Kristen Stewart's going to win the Oscar for sure for this. This is definitely an Oscar bait. Yeah, sure. um, it'll it'll be there at the Academy Awards. It's opening on the fifth of November, twenty twenty one, in the USA. I don't believe it has been dated internationally yet. Right now, here's another one. Uh, it's nothing that we can watch because the footage hasn't been released publicly yet. Uh, but this was also revealed at CinemaCon. Is the Matrix Four? Warner's is doing the fourth Matrix movie at the moment. They announced the title is called Matrix Resurrections. Resurrections, Matrix mm. Resurrections. Um, I feel it like, makes sense with all the other names of all the other ones. Yeah, Matrix, Matrix Revol- Re- Revolutions. Revolutions, Matrix Reloaded. Can't yeah. remember which was which, but yeah. Mm. Um, so then this one, Matrix Resurrections. I feel like the title may have leaked because I feel like I read that title not long ago. Right. Uh, but anyway, it's been announced as Matrix Resurrections. It's got Keanu Reeves, of course, as back as Neo. Carrie Ann Moss back as Trinity. No Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, what? Apparently didn't get asked. Yeah, someone asked. He was like, why, why aren't you in the movies? I don't know. Didn't get asked. Oh, bugger. Best part. Who yeah. knows? He'll probably appear at the end or something. We'll be like, Who knows? I'm back. Mm. I don't know. Something like that. Hey, I <laughs> should remind me every time I think about this Morpheus. I was obsessed with The Matrix when I was a kid. I loved yep. the movies. And I did um, what was called Bell Duty at primary school. Okay. So they put you on duty <laughs> to do the bell. Um, obviously you have the bell that rings to go to class, yeah. the bell that rings to go to, to go out to, to recess, lunch and recess, lunch, and yeah. then you ring the bell again. The to, yeah. So you would sit in there with your friend uh, to ring the bell. It was essentially just like you put like a – there was like a sound effect and you play it and it goes throughout the PA system. We're talking like probably early 2000s at this point, <laughs> late 90s maybe. I was very young. So me and Lockie did the, did the bell. And we play, you could play whatever music. At one point, they let you play whatever music you wanted, but people started abusing it. I like, I played the Smallville theme song. It was like, what are you doing? Someone started playing Eminem once, and they were like, that is it. Yeah. And they played like an Eminem track, and they were like, that is it. And after that, there was like a, um, just a random disc, and you could only play the music anyway, going off topic. But I was doing the bell duty with Lockie Teller, <laughs> and I think we had maybe been warned, like maybe play better music or whatever. Um, but we were—you would sit in this little room. You'd spend your whole lunchtime in it so that you could get the timing down right. And we we're in this little room, and um, it had like a window. You could open the window, one of those swing-out ones that yep. would go out into like the courtyard down the side of the building. I don't know what I was doing. 
but I remember jumping, I pretending to be Morpheus, going, I'm Morpheus, and I jumped out the window just as the teacher walked into the room. I was like, that is it. You are off <laughs> bell duty. That is it. So I'm going to take it off bell duty to jump out the window. Morpheus. Morpheus. Feral. Yeah, I know. Feral. Oh, shit, I'm here a bit now. Yeah. I didn't know about Yeah, there you go. That's so why I got kicked off bell duty. So anyway, The Matrix is coming back as directed by Lana Wachowski, one of the original directors from the, the original films. Uh, this footage hasn't been officially released yet, but they played it at CinemaCon and The Hollywood Reporter has published a um, sort of their uh, a rundown of what the of what the footage is. Right, so the trailer begins with Thomas Anderson, who's Neo, yep. Keanu Reeves, in therapy, <clears throat> telling his therapist, played by Neil Patrick Harris, I had dreams that weren't just dreams. Am I crazy? He senses something is not quite right with the world, but he has no memory of what the Matrix is. Later, he runs into a woman, Trinity, at a coffee shop. They shake hands and there seems to be something between them, but neither one remembers the other. Meanwhile, Reeves's Thomas spends his days taking prescription blue pills and wondering why everyone in his world is glued to their phones. Looking around and realising he's, o- he's the only one on a crowded elevator not looking at a device. Eventually, Reeves' uh, Neo runs into a man... Uh, played by uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who is reminiscent of Morpheus, the freedom fighter played by Lawrence Fishburne in the original trilogy. Mysterious Man hands Anderson a red pill, and soon we see footage of him with powers, seeing the Matrix for the fake reality that it is. Footage followed uh, some similar beats as the original, including Neo fighting the Morpheus-like figure in a dojo, an image of Anderson in Incubator. There's also a shot of Neo looking in a mirror and seeing an older version of himself, Neo also seems to have a few new powers from the last time with the trailer, including a shot of what looks like him controlling a missile through telekinesis to prevent it from hitting him. So it sounds like... Taking. Almost sounds like they're just redoing the original movie. Mm. This guy doesn't know what's going on with the world, finds out about the Matrix, except he's already been there. Yeah. It's like a soft reboot with the original characters. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, it's hard to tell without seeing it. But by, yeah, by yeah. hearing it, it just sounds like the first movie again. Yeah, it does a bit. But that's what they do with these things when they reboot them. They just remake the first movie. But diff- like it's still in that same timeline, but they are just doing the same story over yep. again. I, I don't know. know. It's going to be interesting. I'm not that keen on it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see it, but, I, I, but, but you know, I'm not incredibly hyped until I can see something for it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm interested to see it because I love the original movies. Uh, yeah. Oh well, we'll see. Yeah, keen to see it. So that is it for uh, trailer trash. But now. <gasps> Breaking news. It's not breaking, but it's coming out through the week. A couple of little bits. We Has can... World's Worst Manager said anything about all your sound effects? He hasn't, actually. Hasn't he? Oh. I think he's okay with jingles, just doesn't like sound effects. Uh, okay. I don't know. I haven't heard from him. Mm. He hasn't made my stickers yet, either. Ugh, Get on those stickers. He'll just say, we're going to have a meeting. Yeah. Hard to have a meeting in lockdown. Yeah. All right, so... Um, Zoom meeting. Yeah. So, we've had some massive delays in Australia for movies. Um... There's been a few movies that have been delayed overseas and whatever, but because of our particular state at the moment here in Australia, all the cinemas are closed here in Sydney and like wherever. Uh, all the distributors are starting to move the movies. Because this has happened twice now where 
they're planning to release a big movie, and then bam, we lock down. Jungle Cruise, Free Guy, Suicide Squad, uh, Black Widow all got absolutely trampled by these lockdowns, these snap lockdowns. Yep. So I think they're being just a little bit more caution, uh, ca- cautious. 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 <laughs> I forgot the word. Caution. Fuck, you know. <laughs> um, so Universal has delayed Bond 25, No Time to Die. They're moving it from September 30 to November 11th. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, but apparently it's still opening in the US and the UK on the original dates. The UK, September 30, and the US on October 8. Uh, apparently the premiere's planned and everything, and it's all going ahead. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we're not getting it till November, which is, uh, I don't know, I'm not really that excited for that. But anyway, uh, Warner Brothers has moved June from its original October 21st date to December. But as far as we're aware, it is still opening in the US on the same date. So we're going to get that one like two months later as well. And by that point, it's gone on HBO Max and it's all over the internet. Yeah, exactly. And I've watched the movie in clips on Twitter, people posting the clips. Oh, how cool was this scene from June? Don't care. I haven't seen the movie yet for another two months. <laughs> um, I tweeted out that I was like, oh, I'm so – no, I think it was about some other movie. I was like, oh, I'm so glad we're not getting this in theatres because I can just watch it on Twitter. People mm. upload the clips. Universal has moved the Adams Family two from November twenty five to January sixth. It's a big one. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a huge movie, but that's a big move. Um, and it's still opening on October third, uh, October first in the US theaters and digital same day. Sony, we talked about this before. Sony recently moved Venom to October worldwide, uh, but now there's rumors that they might be pushing it again to January. But if you remember a couple of weeks ago when there was rumours that, oh, we might be moving, we might be moving Venom, maybe October. Yep. To, they came out and they said something like, we're going to move Venom to October, but maybe January. And then they <laughs> moved it to October, officially October, but now there's rumours coming out like, yeah, might be pushed it to January again. Mm. They have, Seems like they're being a bit, conservative, a bit more conservative now with their... I think so, dates. and I think a lot more filmmakers are now coming out and kind of lambasting the uh, day and date release schedule. I know Patty Jenkins, who was the filmmaker of Wonder Woman 1984, one of the essentially the first big blockbuster that got affected by the day and date thing. She she came out uh, recently. She was at I don't know if it was at CinemaCon or somewhere. She was being interviewed and she was saying how much I'm just not a big fan of it. Such a bad decision. I can't understand the decision. Bad time. It was like a bad decision out of a string of bad decisions mm. that could have been made at that time. But she's very adamant that, no, we need to get back to that theatrical window. Um, so I feel like um, a lot of a lot of filmmakers are now coming out and the studios are, um, are being more mindful now mm. and just pushing things around. And, well, of course, the Delta strain's taken off in the States, as it is here. And we just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it just seems like this being a little more cautious and mm-hmm. conservative with their estimates of when they're going to bring those things out. Yep. Um, Warner Brothers, on the other hand, have announced a new film that they're doing. They're doing a um, Birds of Prey spin-off. They're giving a, if you scroll down, you'll see a picture of the character, yes, well, that- Black Canary, if you remember her, yep. the movie. Yep. Um, they're going to get Journey Smollett back on board, who's mm-hmm. the actress who played Black Canary. And uh, Misha Green, who was the showrunner, creator, writer of Lovecraft Country. An HBO, uh, HBO series. We haven't watched it yet, but I've got the Blu-ray down there. Got to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, she is apparently doing the film uh, with Journey Smollett on board, uh, but it's going direct to HBO Max, and it's not going to cinemas. 
now DC is doing this weird thing where they're producing a lot of movies specifically for HBO Max <laughs> as opposed to cinemas. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get this one. They're also working on one for a character called uh, Blue Beetle. They're doing a Batgirl film and uh, a series uh, focusing on a black Superman, which is uh, they're all going to be on HBO Max exclusive. Uh, they're saying that Misha Green will write the script for the feature. This is The Hollywood Reporter. Um, uh, says, uh, with Smollett due to reprise her role, Sue Kroll, who produced Birds of, Play, uh, Birds of Prey, will produce the, the movie. No take on the story was revealed. However, Canary is one of DC's longest standing characters, having been created in the late 1940s. Since the 60s, she's been associated mostly with Green Arrow and is now and is known for her ear-splitting canary cry. It's a superhero vigilante who fights crime using martial arts and her sonic scream. Could be interesting. Mm. I loved Birds of Prey. It was yeah. fun. Um, really great little um, ensemble piece. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when you start splitting the characters off. Um, but she's probably, I think Black Canary is probably the strongest, uh, aside from Harley Quinn, probably the strongest character of the bunch in there. So, oh, you had Huntress in there as well, which was great. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was Mm -hmm. in there. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Whether we get any of the other characters pop into it. Uh, but why it's going straight to HBO Max, I kind of get it because Birds of Prey didn't do that well at the box office. It did okay, but I think it got hampered by the pandemic. I don't know. Again, maybe they're just being cautious at the moment. Like, put it on HBO Max, it'll probably perform better there. Yeah, exactly. I hope it just does, that doesn't, it, it's not a detriment to the um, the budget that they're getting or anything, but we'll see. Mm. We've got an update on Jurassic World, the new Jurassic World film, Jurassic World 5 at CinemaCon. Uh, better than the last one. Director Colin Trevorrow has updated us. He was asked, what can we expect from the movie? He says, it asks a single question. If dinosaurs lived among us, would you be safe? And the answer is no. Of course not. <laughs> uh, is this not a question that's been asked once or twice or maybe five oh, times maybe. before? <laughs> maybe. Fucking hell. It's the same fucking thing. Uh, but some footage was screened. Um, Jermaine Lussier of Gizmodo said, basically, it looked like action scenes from Indiana Jones, Jason Bourne and James Bond, but with dinosaurs. So pretty much mm. like the last couple of movies as well. Yep. Um, I didn't like the last one, no. Jurassic World Dominion, no. uh, Fallen Kingdom. This one's no. called Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, the first Jurassic World was okay. I'm a big fan of the original movies. Well, the first one. Second one's okay. Third one's not great. But I like them all to varying degrees. Yeah. Last one I wasn't a huge fan of. Didn't really like it. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I'm, cu- I'm interested in this one, though, because it is a bit different. If you remember at the end of the last one, all the dinosaurs got out and now the dinosaurs are kind of starting to rehabilitate. Habitat. No, rehabilitate. No. Rehabitate. Rehabitate? I don't know. I don't know. They're making the world their habitat again. Becoming habitual. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I'm looking for, maybe. Anyway, so they're starting to like get back. Populate. Yeah, maybe that's it. But anyway, so the world is now about to get taken over by dinosaurs as as opposed to just like a little park. As opposed to monkeys. Well, yeah. Yeah. So well, anyway, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So anyway, the dinosaurs are going to be out there now in the world, and it's mm. about how humans now are learning to adapt to life where dinosaurs With, yeah, are now. Exactly. So I think it opens up some interesting ideas. It would be, yeah. Like we got like a little glimpse of it at the end of the first movie. And I thought, hey, that's cool. That's a good concept. I like where we're mm. going with this. So I'm keen, but I'm still a little bit very cautious. Yeah, but because we, of that last one. Yeah, and uh, of course Chris Pratt's back. 
uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is back, and they're dragging the oh the original cast back out as well. Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, oh, they're good. all back as well. So could be a like a circle of life kind of thing. Mm. We tie the two trilogies together. I'm optimistically cautious. Yeah, yeah. Best way to put it. See how it goes. Very cautious. Quick update on the Scarlett Johansson Disney trial at the moment. Um, Disney, this is uh, The Hollywood Reporter, Disney makes first move in the Black Widow suit. Pushing for arbitration, Disney lawyers update the movie's box office and streaming take, saying it has outgrown some other Marvel films with an impressive pandemic era showing. Interesting, my cousin in, uh, texted me the other day. She's like, have you got any updates on the... Scarlett Johansson thing, and I was like, well, I have a feeling this is something they're going to take out of court. This is not something you're going to see go to court. They'll settle it behind the scenes, and surely enough, two days later, they've announced that Disney's arbitration, mm-hmm. they're pushing to settle it out of court. They've released... It'll like cost the, them too much to go to court. Oh, for sure, <laughs> and, to, and in the press, and you don't need it in the press. Exactly right. Uh, it's it Again, as we said a few weeks ago, it's rare that something like this makes press anyway. They reckon mm-hmm. a lot of this happens behind the scenes quite often. Yeah. Um, but we never hear about it. Um, it's probably because of the profile of the people involved. Well, exactly right, yeah. This she's, she's got nothing to lose. Well, like. Exactly right, yeah. And Disney's got a lot to lose. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but to sum it up, The Hollywood Reporter says, Disney's demanding that Scarlett Johansson's suit over her Black Widow pay be moved to arbitration. Filings came near midnight on Friday evening in, in LA Superior Court. The company has also revealed that on August 10th it initiated arbitration against her. In her complaint, Johansson alleges her contract was breached when the superhero film was released on Disney+. Plus. The actress earns bonuses when Black Widow reaches certain box office performance markers and she accuses Disney of not debuting the film exclusively in theatres because it saw the opportunity to promote its flagship subscription service. Now, they've released the document, their documents online to legally view its um, public information. Yep. Uh, there's a Hollywood Reporter article where they've actually posted a link to the, um, it's called the Arbitration Provision Legal Document. Um, so you can go and read it. Or lots of legal jargon and stuff. Um, but, for example, this is directly from the Hollywood Reporter. They say that Disney says the Black Widow was put on more than 9,000 screens in the US, allegedly satisfying its obligation uh, uh, to its obligation uh, to, film, to screen the film on no less than 1,500. Again, though, Johansson asserts it had to be exclusive to theatres, not streaming yep. as well. And according to the latest filing as of August 15, Black Widow has grossed more than $367 million in worldwide box office receipts and more than $125 million in streaming and download retail receipts. Disney compared Black Widow to other films in the Marvel canon, saying that the opening weekend take was more than that of many other Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe films, including Thor The Dark World, Ant-Man, Ant-Man The Wasp, and Guardians of the Galaxy. But we're talking about Black Widow, which is a movie that probably would have hit a billion dollars, more than likely would have hit a billion dollars had it been released in in regular times. Um, There's not too many of those films that don't reach billion dollars No, exactly right. Or close to. No, exactly um, so anyway, it goes on and on and on. Um, Perry Winkle, who is um, who's this Perry Winkle guy? Perry uh, Johansson's loan out. Oh no, Perry Winkle. I don't know someone. Perry, Johansson's in the contract between Johansson's loan out Perry Winkle. So whoever this Perry Winkle is, mm. um, it says that Perry Winkle is trying to call that unambiguous contract language into question by citing a pre-pandemic 
2019 email by a Marvel executive that communication merely confirmed Marvel's intent to stand by the contract's wide theatrical release provision, which Marvel ultimately did, notwithstanding the dramatically changed circumstances of a 2020-2021 global pandemic. That, of course, is open to interpretation, Hollywood Reporter says. Anyway, you can read the whole thing. It's very in-depth. And mm. by the sounds of it, they both... They'll settle out of court. They're going to, yeah. She'll get a pocket full of money and Disney will say, oh, sorry, we won't do it again and I'll yeah. move on. Yeah, and they'll probably never work together again by the sounds of it. Uh, could Disney not afford to... Yeah, but it's not... Could afford not to have well, her? Well, Disney would have her if they could, but it's whether she wants to go and work for him again. But then all, there's these reports from last week that they've already cancelled a movie that she was working on producing. So mm. there's that uh, hotel, uh, the Haunted Mansion film she's been working on for a while. Apparently mm. not happening now. I interesting. don't know. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to follow up, but I feel like we probably won't really hear anything now. I think that's it. It's going to go out of court and they'll settle it and we won't know how much for, we won't know when and why and everything else about it, <laughs> I don't think. But if there is anything else about it, we will uh, we'll continue to update you on it. We are, we've done a very, very long show today. Let's just do one question uh, today or maybe maybe a couple. No, okay. Let's take the top one and two patrons because we're going over just far too long and my voice is going. The first one is an email that was sent in to us. Uh, from Scott Bradbury. Yes. Hey, Dave and Rick, what are your thoughts on, on boutique uh, Blu-ray labels such as Criterion, Arrow and Indicator? I have noticed you don't have many in your collection. Uh, do you have much interest in collecting boutique Blu-ray labels, and if so, what are your some of your favourites? Cheers, guys! Keep up the keep up the great work. Really giving me something to look forward to while stuck in Sydney. <clears throat> Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Um, boutique labels are like the special edition ones. They cost a little bit more than yep. your regular discs. Yep. On special, you're buying them for about twenty dollars. Right. Um, usually thirty, forty dollars. Full price, as he mentioned, Criterion, Arrow, Indicator, Imprint is like a local boutique, mm-hmm. um, Eureka, uh, etc. etc. I have quite a lot of them, but I don't usually put them in my Blu ray update videos. Um, I did, I'm sure I did one years ago, which was like all my Criterions, um, my Arrows, and Eurekas, but at that point, I didn't have many. I've got heaps now. I mean, yeah, if you yeah. look in the corner of this room. There's hundreds of them just stacked in the corner. Now, I originally started that pile because I was going to put them in my... I was actually going to do like a video specific for... Look at all these like boutique discs that I recently bought. And then I just kept buying and buying. They did all these sales over the last two years. And the stack is massive. And I've just never put them in a video. I probably won't because just the Blu-ray videos I don't overly do that well. Yeah. The time. If I do too many of them, they don't perform that well. If I do one a month, they're okay. Um, but yeah, I've got heaps. I do collect them. You yeah. run into the importation and stuff. I handle all that shit when it comes yeah, to the collection. Yeah, just, just, just do it. Um, Tell me how much I owe you. My <laughs> favourites are, well, Criterion is the one that everyone puts on the pedestal, but I feel like Eureka is better. I think Eureka puts out better movies and their supplements are much better. Their packaging's, uh, the packaging's pretty on par. Eureka's probably my favourite one. Indicator Powerhouse is fantastic as well. They did those big box sets. You know, those box sets, the film noir ones I've got where they yep. like little fold out yep, yep. things with the books and all that shit. Um, I've got a lot of arrows as well. I do have a lot of criterions. Um, BFI as well do quite a few, but they never seem to go on special. And there's not a lot in it that I'm ever that interested in, but I do get a few of the mm. BFI discs. I've got a really great Akira Kurosawa box, Samurai box set that they did. 
Um, but yeah, I do buy them all. I just don't often show them in the videos. That's all. Yeah. But there is, I can guarantee, you there's a massive pile there's, sitting right yeah, near me. There's a few. <laughs> right there's, down there. There's, there's a Box few, few dozen. Yeah, maybe I'd a couple say hundred. So. Well, because last year they did all these sales, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to buy all these ones that I've been wanting to buy over the last however many mm-hmm. years," and just fucking splurged God. across yeah. like three or four sales. On Eureka Arrow Criterion, and I'm up to date with pretty much all the ones I need now, other than the ones that are slowly keep coming out every month. I don't know how you keep up with it all. Oh, I know what I need. I got my notes. They don't. They release maybe five, six titles a month each of these labels, but there might only be one per bunch that I'm interested in every month, if oh, okay. that. And then I've just got a list of maybe like a dozen or half a dozen, and then six months later they'll go on special. So every six months I'll do like the sale, and then I'm I'm mm. caught up. But I'm caught up on all the back catalogue ones now, which is great. Bloody hell. Mm. So there you go. Uh, Thanks, Scott. Okay. Ben, ben Melsky, yeah. who is a Patreon, yep. uh, asks, Dave, with, this spot, with the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer mm. out now, I want to ask, what is your favourite villain from any of the previous Spider-Man movies? I have to go with Green Goblin. Oh, it's yeah. exactly the same. Willem Dafoe is just awesome. Yep, and and there's just something about that movie. I just, I was a kid. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. First yeah, I enjoyed that superhero movie. I saw at a cinema. I actually remember talking about leaks and um, stuff. The uh, this was around the time where there were like a lot of bootleg VCDs going around. Oh, yeah. It was like camera, like people would sneak the camera That's into true. the cinema and film it, and then it would be like a CD, really shitty quality. Yeah, Somebody standing up and walking. Yeah, yeah, you'd walk around, really <laughs> pixelated. Like yeah, you can imagine, yeah, yeah. like really bad quality. That's the first time I saw Spider Man. The first time it was on VCD. <laughs> oh, God. No, no bootlegging now. Can't don't support piracy or bootlegging or anything. It was just a weird. Relic of the early two thousands, where everyone's like, "Oh, you can see these." That was probably these. somebody gave that one to us. Right, it would have been. We never bought. We never, we never bought. We never actually actively no. pirated or bought or downloaded or anything. No. Someone would have given it to us. And, and I think I know who it was. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like we're talking when the movie first came out. Yeah. Uh, so just one of those weird relics, and everyone had like a VCD of some kind of movie. Harry Potter was another one I remember. You could go to the market, the local market, yeah, 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 and there would be a guy there yeah. with his yep. open case of all these Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Oh, you can buy it now. <laughs> and he would have like all these movies and stuff. I remember being like running over as a kid. I was like, oh, not quite understanding that yeah, yeah, how yeah. illegal it was and all this shit. Um, oh, look, hey, mum. Can you buy me Star Wars? Take a gun. No, keep walking. Keep walking. It's still in cinemas. I can watch it at home. No, keep walking. Come on, keep going. But yeah, it was just the local market. This guy got, would just be got, there. Uh, he got shut down. I think he was he the did. guy, wasn't he, at yeah, the time, was. who was supplying a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and he got, yeah. And supplying somebody we knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just very strange. Very strange mm. times. Uh, but yeah, that's the first time I saw Spider Man, but then did see it in the cinema and uh, loved it. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. Black, Green, Green Goblin. Green Goblin, yeah. Same here. Anthony Fisher, another Patreon. Yes. What are, what are some of your favourite UK comedy TV series, both classic and modern? Oh, good one. It's got to be the Gervais stuff. Some others do have them. Well, you like the old, <laughs> Jesus, the old crap. The crappy old Love British. Thy Neighbour. Oh. All totally. Oh, yeah. Politically Un- PC now. Oh, yeah. Um, another one I loved, if we're talking about early British comedy, um, uh, Oh shit! It was in the school in the language school. 
Mind your, uh, mind mind your, your language. language. Yeah. I can love that. So good. <laughs> really. Oh, uh, you watch it back now and it's really bad. Oh, yeah, exactly Very right. stereotypical characters. They're yeah. all uh, foreign uh, foreigners who came to this language yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very, yeah. Um, the Office. Yeah. So that took us back. ages to get onto that though, didn't it? Yeah, well, it took us – well, we'd initially watched it and we're like, this is awful. We, like, couldn't, so cringy. we couldn't watch it. But it took us – Getting into the American one to yeah. understand what they were doing, yeah, yeah exactly, which is right. kind of a weird way about doing it. But yeah. it took us the American one was obviously more accessible. Yep, the comedy was more accessible. It was less cringy, but you understood understood the character was a dick, and you weren't necessarily supposed to like him. Mm. Um, but he did have like this heart of gold, so you do like him, and that kind of makes you then understand what. Gervais is doing in the yeah, original series, right. but on just a completely different level, where this yeah. guy is just totally cringy, and you shouldn't like him, but yeah. you love him. Yeah. So the just office, about anything Gervais. Oh yeah, Derek. Derek was fantastic. Um, extras is great. What was that? And that one he did recently. Um, oh his yeah, wife had died. Li- Afterlife. Afterlife. Great. Great. Um, we watched Trying on Apple TV. Trying's it's a great good, British yeah. show. Yeah. I really liked Gavin and Stacey. I watched recently. I haven't seen that. Really good. Really. You good. watched overseas, didn't you? Yeah, I got into it overseas because not, it was on the, I don't think we got it on here. Uh, it the on here. ABC had it. Right. And it was like one of because the ABC. Oh, because they did the uh, reboot, like the Christmas special last year. Oh, okay. And um, ABC replayed it and then it goes on the iView about for like a month. But anyway, I was overseas and Netflix has all the BBC stuff in the UK. So mm. I watched that. Alan Partridge, I love as well. Steve Coogan's oh, yeah, yeah, Alan yeah, Partridge. Yeah, yeah. All of his shows are great. I binged all of them while I was in the UK as well. Um, all these like fake little talk shows. Uh, I can't remember what they're the, called. The, um, the, the, the travel ones as well. The travel um, ones. What's it called? Um, or the travel to he and um, oh yeah yeah the Steve to, not yeah. not exactly Alan Partridge no, no, but Steve the Coogan. trip yeah the trip yeah. oh fucking so good yeah the trip yeah the three awesome. or four seasons of that loved it. Steve Coogan's great. Alan Partridge so funny. Mm. But I grew up on all the old British stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know. Love thy neighbour on the buses. Yeah. Um, uh, some others do have them. Steptoe and Sons. The Goonies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, there's one we just, like the Monty top Python. of the chain. Yeah, Monty, Monty Python. Python. So yeah, all that sort of stuff. Loved yeah. it. Loved it all. There you go. So, I yeah. think we'll leave the rest of those questions for, oh, let's take that one from. from Walther. Walther. Yep. We've got to do that one and then we'll round it out. Walther, have you seen movies like Okay, so this is Walter Saucer who sends in a bunch of movies every once in a while. Yeah, exactly right. And we just got to say whether we've seen them yes or not. Or no. He says in this one that these are some of his favourite movies of all time. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, have you seen movies like Princess Monaco? Mo- Monon? Mon- Mo- uh, yeah, Monon- Mononoke. It's, a, um, it's one of those Studio Ghibli films, I think, the oh, anime okay. things. No. No. Uh, Saber Pri- Private Ryan? A billion times, yes. Seven? Yes. Awesome film. Yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins? Yes. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, no, I don't think we have actually. I have. This is an ongoing debate, no, where we, we debate this occasionally and I don't think you have watched it. And we discovered recently, we looked over the synopsis and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe you haven't. Is that the zombie one? Yeah. Yeah, I think I have. No, I don't think we have. I think we've seen bits of it on tally when it's on, but we haven't actually watched it. To Kill a Mockingbird? Oh, no, because Hot Fuzz has zombies as well. And that's uh, where the confusion maybe. was. Yeah, 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 you might be right. Yeah. yeah. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird? Yes. Uh, Fargo? Yes. Taxi Driver? Oh, Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Robert De Niro. Good. Uh, I, was good. Thinking, I was thinking Taxi with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. no, no. Uh, good, the Bad and the Ugly? Yes. Uh, Dead Poets Society? Yeah. 
The Shining. Yes. Of course. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Schindler's List. Yeah. It's on TV every six months. It is, actually. Uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, Her. Yeah. Uh, Terminator 1 and 2. I no, see. You should, have, you should have read Groundhog Day out again. <laughs> Groundhog Groundhog Day? Yeah. Her? No, so you should have said you don't get it. No, no. If that was me, I would have said Groundhog Day? Yeah. Groundhog Day? Yeah. Groundhog Day? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Terminator 1 and 2? Yes, yes. Uh, Jumanji, the yes, original? Yes, Uh Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. Love it. Uh, Maltese Falcon? Yep. Zodiac? Yes. Jerry Maguire? Yes. Pan's Labyrinth? No. Um, Home Alone? Uh yeah, yeah, one, two, times. and three. Yeah, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh yeah, yes, yes, and yes. Yep. Uh, Back to the Future trilogy. Yes, about a million times. Yeah. Uh, Watchmen. Yeah, once. And Rocket Man. Yes. So I've seen most of them. There you go. These are some of my favourite movies of all time. Thank you very much, Walter. And thanks, everybody else, for writing in. If you have any questions you want to ask, please write into DaveLeePod at gmail.com. And we've got one left over. Oh, I've got heaps left over. Okay. I've got heaps from... I do put a, I do put a, a, a call out on YouTube, on my YouTube right. channel every Friday, like Thursday or Friday, asking yep. questions. Uh, I've got heaps left over from last week. Sometimes right, cool. I, I usually have enough to last me a couple of weeks. So. All right. Too good. We'll get to them. Anyway, that is all we have time for today. It's a long show. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, these, of course, go out every single Monday on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Audible. Uh, the visual element is available to view on YouTube on the same day, but it goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. Patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Dallander if you'd like to go over there and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Only a dollar. Only a dollar. Pretty cheap. Dollar, dollar, uh, dollar. Oh, my God. Uh, the video pods. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, don't forget the video pods are on a separate channel uh, to the Daily Dance channel, so you can head over there if you're watching right now. Thank you very much. Hit the subscribe button, and you're at the end of the video, so you've watched it all. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm going to get all those stats up. Uh, if you're listening, uh, if you are right into the show. You can shoot. Oh, you can find me at Dave Lee Down Under. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. Uh, if you want to write into the show, you can shoot me an email at davelepod at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, we love the reviews and the ratings. Good ones. I love good ones. Don't like bad ones. Don't like the bad ones. YouTube preview. Uh, it's pretty slow this week because I've been working on an evolution. Uh, so this week, uh, well, the last week, the week past, uh, it was just a bunch of cartoon news. The live-action Loud House movie's been announced. Get excited. It's like a Nickelodeon series that everyone fucking loves. And every time I do a Loud House movie video, it fucking blows 50,000 views on this. I know nothing about it. I know nothing about it. Other people love it. But I keep making the videos and they love it. I probably should have reviewed the movie. They did a movie on Netflix a few weeks ago. Didn't do it. Didn't have time. Doesn't matter. So anyway, I did a little video on that. There's a first look at at Netflix's Cowboy Bebop live action as well. Uh, and my review for the latest episode of Marvel's What If and the last one I'll be doing. This week, though, on the channel, we'll be launching the Alma Fudd vid- uh, cartoon evolution. Ooh. Finally got around to Alma Fudd. Voice evolution, too. I'll probably work Driving on in my car. Yeah, it's the uh, Robin Williams <laughs> version. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the voice evolution. I'll probably have the voice evolution up as well. Uh, I'm going to have a Blu-ray update this week. People hate it when you talk over people on podcasts. <laughs> they hate that. And I get it all the time. Don't talk over each other. Blu-ray update this week probably. 
I will most likely have a review for the Amazon Cinderella film. We'll see how we go with that. Um, also, I did a great collaboration with a YouTube channel called The Simpsons Theory, who are also just boarding on 100,000 subscribers at the moment. But they do some really great like Simpsons videos shit. Um, it's uh, great like little videos on the characters and theories and Simpsons theory. Um, and Lydia, who runs the channel, reached out to me and asked me to do a collab with her. So I've done like a little section of one of her uh, upcoming videos, which goes up this week, I believe. Oh, I cool. think on the 29th. I won't say what the video is because I don't know if she's announced it or anything. But right. um, she's awesome and the channel is fantastic. Head over, check it out. There will be a video that I'm collabing. Her video that goes up this week um, is the one that I've collabed on her with. So right. I'm excited for that and excited to see how it's come out. And other than that, thanks to Old Mayrick for joining me once again. Thanks, Dave. Oh, man thanks, of breath, guys, for listening, watching, whatever. Time to go. And uh, go Bombers. Oh, yeah. We're in the finals this yeah, week. Yeah, finals this week. We'll probably... Might win one, but that's all we need to win. Yep. Like that who do. Yep. Alright. Peace out. See you later guys. Take care. Stay safe.